Turn on the Jets film room. Starring Joe Blewett. So he over-pursues, needs to dive at the ankles, which he does sometimes too much. Roberts is playing really well this year. You're wrong. Providing you comprehensive film study on the New York Jets. Howell sees that the playside gaps are clogged up. That was a really impressive play right there. That's, that's like the little stuff you see on film. Turn on the Jets film room is now in session. And welcome to the 11th edition of TOJ Film Room, a episode I'm very excited to do because it's the first week after some real football. Uh, Jets won big time in Detroit, so we're going to have some fun talking about that. Um, episode out a little bit later than it usually will be, but you know me and Marcus have some things to do. So uh, he's got introduced as a head coach, so that's pretty freaking awesome for him. So uh, Marcus, before I get into everything, what's up, man? Uh, not much, man. Just uh. Coming off of an exciting week of football, particularly just football, which was, you know, a lot of fun and got to see a lot of points I've seen in a, you know, in a while and and hopefully got to see the future star quarterback of, of the NFL, you know, as Sam Darnold. So you yeah. know, life is good right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh it's it was it was a fun game for sure, minus the first play where I was just kind of staring at the TV for like four minutes and my girlfriend started like hitting my shoulder, like, You good, you good? I'm like, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> on Twitter, Joe RB 31 for Marcus, he's at patch MC 42 shoot us follows there. I just did a, um, 50 play review, which we are going to jam pack a lot of it into this show. So, but if you want to check out the full thing, watch it a little bit slower, rewind it yourself and things like that. You can go on my Twitter, find it there. Um, T O J space film space room on iTunes. We got another five-star rating review. So I mean, uh, fish feeders that were his go-to podcast. So we appreciate that. Um, YouTube, um, just turn on the jets. Uh, yeah, just turn on the jets. You'll find us there. You'll hit subscribe. Um, but let's get into it because we have a lot to talk about. Um, obviously a lot of video clips with the jets winning 48 to 17, because I like putting up good plays when they do happen. So, uh, as we do it, um, when the jets win, we do studs first and when they lose, we do duds first. So, um, my third I don't know if you have your your uh, list Marcus but for my third stud is and I this was almost probably the hardest list I've ever had to choose other than the Jets having a really bad game mm-hmm. um, where I had to pick a lot of duds but it was hard to pick studs this game because there's so much good um, but for me I'm going to put Sam Donald as number three uh, you look at the stats you know 16 for 21 198 yards 9.4 yard average which isn't fantastic but it's okay um, which it doesn't – I hate when people say, oh, well, he's only averaging eight yards a, a catch. If the Jets are winning and he's scoring points, if he's dinking and dunking, who cares? Right. Uh, but <laughs> one – yeah, one interception, which is obviously the first play of the game. And I'm basically giving it to him, not even for the stat line, but just the fact of a rookie coming, you know, onto the, on the road in a dome, Monday night football, First play is a pick six, and after that, I was like, okay, we're going to see how really strong mentally this kid is, bounces back, and, and wins the game, and plays you know phenomenally. He doesn't he didn't put up a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of week from last week, um, but he still did play well. Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick never dies. He's, I, I don't get it. Um, but, yeah, so I, so I gave it to him. But before we get into some plays, do you have, do you have a, th- a third? And if, um, if you want – just uh, talk a little bit about Donald. We'll get into some of the actual uh, plays. Yeah, actually, uh, actually, my third was Jamal Adams. 
six tackles, interceptions, a couple of pass deflections. You know, I thought he had a solid game, you know, for the most part. And, and I thought I saw – even though I saw aggressive play from him, I saw him, what, you know, what we talked about before. I like to see him not play so much with emotion and play a little bit more, you know, more, con- you know, under control. And I thought that, that I saw that, you know, in that game. So, for me, that was – he was my third stud. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to give it away, but I guess I will. I don't know who cares. He's my number two. So we'll talk about him, um, <laughs> you know, in a little bit. I just want to go over – I guess we'll go over the first bad play of Sam Darnold, then we'll get into some of the good plays. There's only maybe like two or th- – no, maybe maybe three or four plays that, like, you could kind of ding um, Sam Darnold for. But you you watched the film as well, and I thought this is the best, uh, you know, view for this play instead of, the bro- like, the broadcast angle or anything like that. But – yeah. You know, basically, they're just they're just uh, they're making the entire offense, um, you know, fl- flow to the left, and then Sam Darnold bootlegs out to the right, and they're trying to get the defense to react to the right, and it's almost like a Y throwback type of play. It's not a Y throwback, but the same type of deal. Um, Sam Darnold floats it. Quandre uh, Diggs, you know, stays in his in his curl to flat zone and a cover. It looks like a cover three. And um, he picks it up and he gets a pick six. I Sam Donald said he didn't see him, but uh, you gotta you gotta check that. So, yeah, well, no, it's and here's the thing: at the gate, I like to play call. Tell you yeah. truth, actually, I love to play call. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially in a, in a game like this where you wanna you wanna establish yourself, you know, offensively in in the first game of the year, uh, rookie quarterback, <clears throat> as opposed to being ultra conservative like, like a lot of coaches, you know, probably do. Hey, come on, and take a shot, you know, right out the gate. And from when when Donald when Sam is rolling out, it it is almost impossible for him to see Quadra Diggs over here. It just is from from this view. Uh, a lot of actually a lot of teams run this play. They just don't run it out of boot action. They usually just run it. You know, it's usually just more in the pocket as opposed to, uh, <clears throat> you know, to to the rollout that that Donald did. But I mean, hey, you know, the, this is part of you know who who Sam Donald is now. Like you said, he has to be able to see that guy. But, you know, from that vantage point, you know, for him, it, yeah. it's kind of hard. But, you know, I don't I – don't, you know, like I said, I like to play. But it, it's – you know, you you know, sometimes you just got to charge it to the game. That's just one of those plays where, you know what, Crutcher Diggs, you know, fell off on the guy as opposed to getting caught up in the fake and, and all mm-hmm. the smoke and mirrors. He actually did his job, uh, you know, kept his eye on, on the receivers, recognized the formation, you know, and made a play. You know, that's just, you know – that, that happens in the NFL. That's just one of those things. Yeah, he he was responsible. Um, and like you said, I, I, I like to play call. And I said that I, I do a show with Scott Mason. If you want to go check that out, everybody, Play Like a Jet podcast. We do X's and O's quick hits, which is like the kind of like we talk like 20, 30 minutes about the film before I actually like do the film show. And the first play of the game, especially the first play of the season, when everybody's like amped up and you might lose your keys a little bit and and just react to what's happening instead of saying discipline. So I think it's actually a good play call to start the season out. But, um, you know. Yeah, the, only, the, only, the only thing about this play that I don't like is there's two blocks missed, well, really one block, you know, in the main block. This, and I couldn't really see who this guy's number was uh, coming in a defensive lineman. He actually kind of disrupts the play. I don't. Th- I mean, obviously when you're booting out, you don't, you don't want to boot out this wide, you know, yeah. even on the throwback. But because of the pressure that he gets up the field – he makes Sam Donald, you know, you know, boot out further than what he needs to be. Because usually if that, you know, if, if that block occurs how it's supposed to, Donald's only taking a couple of steps to then and then setting up and having the ability to throw back. But because of the pressure, you know, straight up the field, he has to roll out a little bit further, you know, 
now you can't now you can't see his vantage point is off and, and he ends up throwing an interception. Yeah, so we're gonna go over obviously a decent amount of Sam Darnold plays and and this next one um, you have Quincy Nunez on the on the bottom of the screen right here. I believe he just runs a almost like a take a deep over. Yeah, and people like peg Darnold for this missed um, you, you know like a missed throw right here, but. For me, I think this is more of a miscommunication. He did miss a throw to Quincy Nunwa while rolling out to the right. But I think what he what he sees here is Quincy Nunwa has leverage over top, and he has uh, leverage horizontally. And he's going to try to lead Quincy Nunwa a little bit more vertically than Quincy Nunwa thinks he's going to. Quincy right. Nunwa right here breaks it a little bit more flat towards the towards the sideline, and Sam Donald like he breaks right there flat towards the sideline, and Sam Donald puts it like right here, I believe. Let me see where it ends up. Um, yeah. So he, yeah, so he, yeah, and I think that, and honestly, I think that's on a new one. When yeah, when he's coming out of his route, the, he, he should be able to see the safety, and he knows the corner is underneath. So now, you know, you know, as a wide receiver, you talk to run away from whether it be the safety or the corner, especially the corner that's playing trail technique. So yeah, go ahead and take it, you know, take it a little further up the field, you know, and turn mm-hmm. it almost into a true seven route, you know, into a corner route. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, or or you know, it ends, it would end up being that. So. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of put this more on the new one than I, than I do on Donald. He, I think his read is correct. You know, from you know, from in my opinion, you know, yeah, I think well, should have just taken it up a little higher. Think about it. If if he just keep, continues on this angle, he ends up here instead of right. breaking it out flat. That's that's giving number I think number twenty four right here um, yeah. a better opportunity to 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 get a make a play on the ball or make a play on a Nunoa. So yeah, I exactly. agree. I think that was a little bit of a miscommunication there. I think a Nunoa should have kept you know on his angle instead of breaking it flat, but. Um, it is what it is. I actually thought that was a good play from Sam Donald, even though it is, you know, a, a incompletion. That's why, you know, film will always win over um, stats. It's just right. what it is. <laughs> uh, right. I, in a, I'm in a constant battle with the stats, guys. Uh, so next play, this was this was really, really nice. Um, I'll just let it play. And this is where you see that pocket awareness, the mobility, not panicking, keeping his eyes downfield, accuracy on the move, arm strength on the move. Um, and this is another play. I, like I, I thought Quincy Nunez played well, but he needs to catch this ball cleanly because last year in the NFL, this is not a catch on my couch. I did not think this like I, I get why it's a catch because right there it's secure. Right, and the ball doesn't really move while it's on the ground. Like it does maybe a tiny, tiny bit, but he has it secure right there. But in the NFL, <clears throat> nobody knows what he catches at sometimes. Or you kind of do, but this is way too close. So I like right there. I um. But yeah, I would yeah, like to see yeah, that's close. But this is this is a really positive play from Sam Donald for me. I know, it, and it shows. I mean, and as you said, it shows everything that you know that we thought he had—the pocket presence, athletic ability, the arm. And this is what I don't want to have. You know what? What? You know, this is the thing that I don't want. Coach side of him, you know, as he you know continues to mature to an NFL quarterback. Go back to the first interception. And and even if you want to go back to college, you know, yeah. that was kind of like his thing. You know, some of those, you know, he had errant throws or turnovers, things like that. You just want to get him to, to the point where he can manage that so he doesn't make as many interceptions, but you don't want to coach the game right of him. You know, you still want to let him mm-hmm. let him be be let him be the playmaker that he is. And you know, this shows that. And I was excited when I actually saw this play. Uh but it, like you said, you would like a, a lot cleaner catch, but ultimately you know, it was still a good play. Yeah, the the left tackle and the left guard, you know, Carpenter and Beecham are a little bit late to pick up this stunt. Beecham, I mean, uh, Carpenter still doesn't get it blocked, but that's why he's a step up yeah. in the pocket. And the thing I really like about him stepping on the pocket right here is 
this looks really open, but he has the awareness that it's going to collapse really quickly. So maybe he has to make like a jump throw, jump pass, not a lot of velocity on it. So right. He knows this is going to close, and he continues out to the right where there's real space. This looks like space, but it's kind of like fake, you know, space. It's not. It's not. It's not real. Right. Um, yeah, but not <laughs> on side right there. So you're going to get. You're going to get hit. Um, but he's yeah. He continues to roll out. And, you know, makes his um his receivers make a play for him. So I I really really like that play. Um, from from him. Next one, we're going to talk about a couple more. Um, of course, design and, and this is something I haven't seen from the Jets in in years. And design quarterback Ron Ilaw. Uh, when they snapped the ball, I was like, what? And then he, he ran for the first time. I was <laughs> excited. So, obviously, they're, they're motioning, um, you know, Anderson, which is getting another, you know, guy off of the play side. And if you count the um, defenders on the play on the play side versus the Jets have, the Jets have a numbers advantage. You know, you yep. have four blockers, and you have one, two, three, and four comes down. So, it's four versus four. So, if everybody does their job, which they do with the – you have a crack block right there. Um, from from the tight end, you have Shell who kind of pull, he pulls a little bit um, and clears some space for Sam Donald. And Sam Donald picks up you know five six yards on a design quarterback run, which is you know something di- dynamic in the offense. You know you have to prepare for it a little bit. It's not Michael Vick running the ball, but right. the fact that he's able to do this is is good because like I said, you have a you have a blocker's advantage now. So yeah, you, you're not going to see a whole lot of that. I, I can assure you that. <laughs> I don't want to see they're, it. They're not, no, you're going <laughs> to see it. But, but this is what. This is one of those things where, and especially it's the first game of the year. Yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, coaches like to just put things on tape for people to see. So, like you said, mm-hmm. it just gives you another element or something else to think about, uh, you know, when you're preparing to play on. Particularly, you know, some of the plays that they run out of this formation. So, now you have to add this play, you know, with the plays that they already have uh, out of this particular formation. And, you know, in this in this situation, talk about, you know, third and three to six, you know, something like that. So, yeah. Uh, but I like to change it. But the balance of running pass was actually, I thought, really good. And mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, with the big play, you know, come out the gate, you know, a play like this, the, the design quarterback run, you know, I thought, you know, from a creative standpoint, you know, just did a real good job. Yeah, yeah. Other than, there's only one play that we're going to talk about that I did not like, which we'll, we'll, we'll get into. Actually, there's two plays, one from offense, one from defense. Um, this was one sack in field goal range. Like, this is the first sack he took. I didn't think he should have taken this sack. Now, for me, like, I, I would want him to get rid of the ball like here. There's nothing really going on, but it's kind of easy to look back on it and say that. So I, I think up for it a little bit, but at this point he can't, he, he shouldn't really throw the ball away. Cause as you, you, if he cocks his arm up there to throw this ball away, it's, it's most right. likely going to be a strip sack. So I understand what he's thinking like, like here not to throw the ball away, but maybe he should have, he should have got rid of it. Like he steps up right there, but it's, it's, it's like a minor, a minor ding to take a, a 10 yard sack here. Um, at least he's not trying to throw it away too late where it's going to be. Money, either like an intentional grounding type of call, even though he's outside of the pocket, so it wouldn't be intentional grounding, but uh, you know, a, a strip sack. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know what his first read was on this play mm-hmm. because if you look at the bottom, you know, 83 is actually wide open. You know, just just take your yards, kick the field goal, and keep it moving, uh, as opposed to try to do too much. So, actually, you know, and I know quarterbacks read deep to short depending on what the play is. Yeah. So, you know, I'd like to see you know what his first read was that made him hold the ball for so long because. I mean, if you got a guy right here in front of you, you know, 10 yards away, you can just yeah. drop it off and, and let him make a play. And if he gets the first down, so be it. If not, you know, you just run out and kick the field goal. But he'll, he'll learn that as a quarterback. You know, the more he understands, you know, what, what defenses are doing, what they're trying to do, getting used to – because you still, whether it be preseason or during training camp, there's no way to simulate the actual speed of, of an NFL game until you actually play it. So – 
The more reps he gets, you know, the more he'll be able to be able to see those, you know, those little things like that and, and uh, you know, take less sacks. Yeah, so and, – and this, and this next play. So, I like – so, what I like from this play is, is before the throw. I like that there's only three-man rush. Donald recognizes that. You see a lot of younger quarterbacks. They start to panic because right. their internal clock starts to tick. But uh, Sam Donald knows there's only three rushers, so he's not going to panic. He just sits in the pocket. He's not scrambling around. He has a, a wide-open throwing window. Um, so, he takes advantage of that, which I like. It, it doesn't seem big, but, but it kind of is because it sets up this play. And the um, Lions are in a cover two defense, and yep. this, this stop route in the middle right here from from this tight end, which I believe is Sterling on this play. Yeah, it's Sterling um, makes the safety drive forward. Which he, you know, at this point, he he he. This is a this is a no shit type of play uh, for the right. safety. And so, what I do like about it is that he sees this and he's patient enough. I think obviously it's a hard throw. I I couldn't make this throw, but you expect the quarterback to. Um, especially Darnold, who has a pretty strong arm, but I think he he doesn't lead um, you know Robbie Anderson enough, and you can see why if we go to this view, he has some problems with his mechanics, and I and ninety five percent he can ninety five percent of the time he can get over those mechanics, but there's those plays on a deep comeback, a deep out where it's going to affect his arm strength a little bit or his accuracy a little bit, and you really want that front foot to drive towards your target, and you see that that step in the bucket as people call it right there, where he's driving towards the sideline. Um, a little bit too much, which is going to affect your power because your lower body is going this way. You know, if you're following the, the mouse, your lower body is going this or for the people watching, if your lower body is going this way while you're, you're, the ball wants to go that way. So you're kind of fighting your momentum. It limits your power a little bit. And that's why I think the ball is a little bit short. And that's why, you know, Robbie Anderson has to make a, a great catch in the ball where if it was led, you know, here, then it's an easy catch. So, yeah. And, and I mean, the mechanics are, I mean, you know, as you noted, or, or you know, that's something that he can work on. I just thought he should have yeah. thrown it earlier. Um, to tell you the yeah, truth, yeah, sure. I mean, if you go back, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, even when the when he sees the DB is, is right more right here, let it go right there. Yeah, you know that way, and actually, you give yourself more. He gives himself more room to actually be able to make that throw. It and he doesn't have to put it, you know, so so close to the back of the end zone. If he throws it a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, it's an easier catch and probably an easier throw, to tell you the truth, just, you know, from a timing standpoint. But, it, you know, like that he noticed that the safety was biting down on, on the stop route that's eight yards away. Why I don't know why the safety would do that if you're deep half safety. Especially there's a linebacker right on that's, that's, Right. That's, another, that's a whole other topic, though. <laughs> but, yeah, good job of him recognizing that and, and taking advantage of it. Yeah, as soon as he drives forward right there, if he, if he guns this in, it's an easy catch and an easy run because there's not many people – are going to be, you know, seven, eight yards horizontally away from, from Anderson and only like a three-yard vertical advantage and be able to catch him because right. Robbie Anderson is – he's fast as hell. That's, that's his best trait, one of his best traits. And like I said, he's good at like catching the ball like over his shoulder in like situations like this. It's, it's like working back to the ball when his hips are like flipped towards the quarterback, towards the line of scrimmage as issues. With. But this was a nice catch for him. So you got you to give it oh, some yeah. air. yeah. You know, um, great execution on the play, great catch. Mm-hmm. Shoot, and, and it doesn't matter. Sometimes it's kind of like golf. It doesn't matter how you get there, you know, as long as you get there, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, par or better. So yeah, I trust. Me, I know. I got to top off. And I suck. But I'm like, whoa, all right. Uh, a couple more plays. Uh, Donald, I think three more. So, um, so this is, I would I would call this a sale technique. It's a little bit, and the Jets ran this a couple of times. Um, where you have the short, uh, like the shorter flat read. 
You have right. the um, in- intermediate read, and then you have the uh, deeper read on on the sideline. It's 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 a rollout, so it's a little bit it, it takes a little bit longer to develop. But I would call that a sale because it's, it's a three level read and how they get there. Now, if it was like you know, flood is kind of almost the same as sale. It's a, it's a three level read, so it's a little bit different how they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's 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 another just a, he's rolling out to the right after play action, which the Jets are doing a lot. I like the blitz pickup right there from Powell, even though he does get you know knocked on his ass, maybe use his hands there and, and square up instead of getting knocked down. But still, regardless, he puts his head down. He does what he has to do. Um, Sam Darnold again is rolling out uh, and hits Pryor on the on the deep over route and um, easy completion and and a pretty good catch from from Pryor. Maybe been a little bit lower, um, but still, that's that's a really really catchable ball. So yeah, that's a catchable ball. It, it... Like you said, uh, and again, uh, we saw actually you brought this play came up. I want to say this this play came up out of a different formation, maybe like three or four plays, you know, prior to this. The creativity again, you know, it, it's there's different ways to run flare route or different ways to run. You know, we used to call this similar. It's similar to like banana seven, you know, kind of you know same thing or or sale concept depending on who yeah. your coach is. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I like the creativity and good ball. Uh, you know, good catch by Pryor, you know, how or not. He's got a big catch radius. So, all you got – you know, his job is, is to just get it in, within the radius, you know, for Sam Donald. So, he does that and, and Pryor makes the catch. Yeah, okay. So, two more plays. And they didn't even have Curse this game, which I'm, I'm excited to get Curse back too for, for next Oh, week. yeah, when, when he comes back next week, yeah. I think the Jets play a little bit less, um, you know, 12 personnel, 13 personnel, and you get Curse evolved a little bit right. um, more because, you know, Curse – we both like Curse, I think, more than um, – you know, some other people do another another uh, play action here, roll out to the right, I mean, bootleg type of deal. And this is the play that he that he missed. And this was the same type of look, another sale concept or whatever you yep. want to call it. But another look, three level read on the sideline after after play action. The Jets like this play. Um, so usually it's high to low, so it's high, uh, intermediate, um, low. So it depends on I guess the down and distance and what the coach is. It could be low to high. It really depends on how it develops, but. Um, and Sam Donald, this is rare for Sam Darnold. He he's really really good at throwing on the run. It's probably his best attribute. And and he miss he misses the throw right here where he leads it, Quincy Nunwa you know too much. Where Nunwa has plenty of space, so he doesn't have to put it this far out in front of him. Um, there was pressure in his face, so I understand. But he he does miss this throw. So yeah, he does miss it, and yeah, and, and I think the pressure just makes him get it off a, mm-hmm. a little bit quicker than what he'd like to. So he couldn't really get his. He couldn't. It looks like he couldn't really get you know, his hips all the way around so he can make the throw so mm-hmm. it can be a more accurate throw. You know, he's still – if you look at his hips, they're, they're not necessarily parallel to the sideline, but they're more at an angle. So he can't get them all the way around so he can be able to make this throw with accuracy. Mm-hmm. All right, and last one, we're going to bring up some other plays of Donald, but it would be because of other guys around him. Um, and this is uh, just the last one. This is kind of like the uh, – what do they call it? Magical sloppiness or whatever. Again, another play action. And the Jets need to keep the round, the, the, the round, the ground game going this this year because if you don't play action, it's really not too effective. Um, and again, another roll, he's rolling out to the left, and he gets his hips square and he resets, but he's like fading out to the left, a little like jump throw, not really great balance there. But I like how he how he stops with his hips square. Um, but like again, it's not like it's not the prettiest mechanics there. Um, because his feet are, you know, almost parallel. He's fading out to the sideline, but he just has that natural arm talent that, like you said last week, you know, you, if you're playing backyard football, he'd be your first pick. Uh, for oh, no doubt. <laughs> and, and another thing is, actually, if you look at the route from, from prior, actually, I actually like it where the, the corner does, uh, he opens his hips up too, too soon, doesn't really get pressure on him. But I like how he has room to the outside right there. 
and then mm-hmm. he backs him for just that split second, and, right. he gives, and he's looking inside too, which is not notifying the DBs cutting out on that on that corner route. So I like the route from Pryor there as well. So yeah, and, and like you said, I don't. Sometimes people get caught up in mechanics of quarterbacks and mm-hmm. how it's supposed to look. No quarterback is going to look the same. And the thing that I do like about Sam Darnold that another quarterback that's that's been phenomenal in this league is Aaron Rodgers. He's able to throw the ball from in regards to the arm angles, you know, from, you know, from every angle, you know, he has all of that, whether it be side on three quarter half cocked, you know, whatever angle, you know, that he needs to, that he needs to, to use in order to get the throw in, you know, Sam Darnold has all of those tools. So I, I don't really look at how it looks. I, you can be the nastiest looking quarterback in the world. As long as you're accurate and you can get the ball, <laughs> you can get the ball there. That's all I, that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Philip Rivers, man. Yeah. <laughs> right, man. Philip's he got, has, he night, probably has the, the I can't think of anybody else that has a worse looking throw motion than Phillip Rivers. But Phillip Rivers is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Like I said, I don't care. I don't care how it looks. <laughs> uh, this was a frequent face we saw from all Lions fans, everybody. There's so many plays where like after the play they would choke. So I'm getting a broad I'm trying to get the broadcast angle for better views. And they're all just so bummed, which I, w- I would be too. Um, he should he should he should be he should be pissed. And he's def- he's gonna be a little bit more upset than everybody else. Because you know he's the DC. That's his. You know that's his baby. So you know for the just to rail off that many points on him and make the make the plays that they did. You know that's yeah. kind of on his head. To tell you the yeah. truth, yeah, he's 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 gonna be upset about that. Um, so next one. So number <laughs> two was uh, Adams six tackles, one interception, two pass deflections. This was one of his best games. Uh, he played really well versus Denver last year, versus the Saints last year, versus Miami uh, first game last year, but. This was one of his best games, and you know, because there were some plays in coverage, you know that I really liked. But uh, I know you, I know you saw this play. One, McClendon is a beast, and I've been saying that since they signed him that I liked him more than other people. And he proved mm-hmm. this this game again that lateral quickness right there to to sidestep and then throw the rip in, um, which yeah. completely disrupts the play right there from Blunt, which makes him you know have to try to try to bounce the run really far outside. And Adams again. He, he there's a there's a motion from from 87 right here to the right side, and Adams looks like he almost might that might be his responsibility. Um, I'm not sure, but I think he knows this play is coming. You'd see him time the snap pretty well and get in almost immediately. And this is the type of stuff you know he offers: instincts, awareness, burst, uh, aggressiveness. So he he balled out this game. Oh no, he he balled out. And no, I think what he was going to do is because sometimes. And this is what I what I talk about in, in playing under control. He, mm-hmm. um, you know, just based off of the front of what they're doing, he doesn't need to go there because you see the linebackers there, you know, in the under front. So they move over. Uh, they're covering up, you know, they got the tight ends taken care of. And, you know, his responsibility is backside here because if you look at the slants, you know, everybody's slanting. Uh, you got McClendon going front side A gap. The other <clears throat> the yeah. tackle is going B gap. So and his responsibility is outside. So he gets back out, you know, in his gap and, and makes the play. So yeah, and for people who are who are listening, I know people like to to learn a little bit. And what Marcus means with the underfront is how McClendon, right here, is the one tech on the on the uh, the weak side of the formation, and you have the three tech on the, on the strong side of of the formation. Now, if the McClendon was the one one tech on the on the the strong side of the formation, and the three tech was um, on the weak side of the formation, that that would be an overfront. So right, for, and, you're li- and, you're li- and the linebackers would be swapped the other way. Yeah, yeah, just for yeah. people who want to, yeah, they be you know. shifted it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 because I'm just, you know, uh, but so, um, 
Yeah, nice play, nice play from both of those guys right there. Uh, I like McClellan a, a ton. Jamal Adams obviously is – I love safeties. And uh, having a safety as aggressive as he is and how vocal he is and the leader he is, it's – you can't help but like, um, you know, Jamal Adams. There was only – I want to say like one play of him that I, that I dinged him for. I want to see what you think about this because it was uh, to me. Let's see. I believe this is cover three. Um, yeah, so this is cover three, and I think Darnold had to get out a little bit quicker on, on the bottom of the screen right here to this to this curl uh, to to his zone. So I think he's a little bit too tight right here, and he's not able to get out to his zone, which allows the the curl to be completed in the first down. Right. Um, but other than that, I think you know I think this is a only negative play about you know what do you think about this play? Yeah, I think he needs to locate the receiver first. If yeah, you see in his drop, he's looking straight. You know, he's looking at the quarterback the entire time of his drop. When you're playing, especially when you, particularly when you're playing zone, you want to locate, you know, you want to locate the receivers and see what their route combinations are first before you fully get into your drop. If he locates number one, because he knows he has a, a linebacker pushing as well, uh, and the linebacker should be pushing a little bit more of the same. I guess if the play develops, he he would carry number two a little bit more. Yeah. But if he locates one and sees where one is going, he can run. You know, he can. Uh, mid, you know, he can use one as a as his landmark and get over there quicker. You know, and underneath underneath route wouldn't be open. So that's that's just not looking back at the quarterback. You know, too long or initially when you get into your drop. So I, I agree with that as a as a ding play. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how I would coach it up. I say, like, hey, locate one and see where he is, and then once you locate one, he's now he's your midpoint or your landmark, I should say, in your zone drop, and then yeah. look back at the quarterback and see where the ball is coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At least be in your zone before you're looking at their quarterback like this. So, like I said, maybe, maybe if the if the one cut under the two, then you can carry that. Well, then the two becomes the one, and then you can carry it a little bit farther because there's there's no threat in your zone. But when there's a guy over there, you can't be looking at the quarterback and and not jump into your zone because Claiborne needs to be. He needs to play deep. Right. What if this? You know, what if this number two breaks out on a corner route? So that's not Claiborne. Right. He's got to be that's... deep because he's he's reading two to one, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, that's the only that's the only bad play of him. But I have definitely a couple more good plays because he, like I said, he he played really really well. Um, so I put this as as click and close. Uh, and this is the play, yeah, where he sees he sees this uh, the receiver. I think eleven was Marvin Jones, and he pushes the, uh, Lee a little bit inside. I think he knows it's coming again here. Um, and they're trying to, you know, he's not. I don't think he's necessarily even trying to crack him. I just think he's trying. Uh, Jamal Andrews comes in too quick for him for Marvin yeah. Jones, puts his shoulder down, literally trucks him over, and then and then makes a tackle for uh, it was probably what one yard gain, two yeah. yard gain right there. One yard at that, yeah. So that aggressiveness that that he does not care for. He, you know, he's fine with contact. Puts his shoulder down, trucks him, makes a tackle. So no, no, no. I, I definitely like this play. This, like you said, this is instincts. You know, know where mm-hmm. your gap is, beating beating the. The, the receiver to you know to his gap and making the tackle. So the receivers don't want to block. A lot of them don't. They just want to get in the way. So <laughs> yeah. So so he does a good job of being physical and uh, and making a play on 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 the Garrett. Yeah. All right. So next one that we have from Adams is cover. Oh, so this one was kind of. So I want to see what you think about this because there's going to be times where I'm wrong, and this looks like they're disguising a cover two look. So you see May, it looks, it looks like a, you know, a middle field closed look, you know, cover three. Um, but then as the snap, you know, as the ball snaps, he rolls over to a cover two zone. 
And it, from, for me, it looks like Claiborne because he's not taking a drop back where it's like a cover four or anything like that. And he's not really looking back at the, uh, the receiver. That looks like he's trying to get into his zone uh, yeah. for the deep half just in case this, this, um, the number two gets into his zone. Right. He's expecting Jamal Adams to get out a little bit quicker. Or he's expecting Jamal Adams to get into man on this receiver. So I thought this was a cover two look. Uh, I mean, it looks like it looks like they're playing because at the top you can see that it's like they're playing two man. Yeah, and and I think they're just using the linebacker as you know, kind of the other DB and Jamal Adams as you know, like mm-hmm. you said, as a as the other corner per se, and and Claiborne as a safety. And they just they get out of it late. To tell you the truth, uh, if you're gonna play it like this, you know, they both need to. Just, I know you want to disguise it as long as you can, but you yeah, want to. He's too far inside. Yeah, yeah, he's too he's too far out. You know, too far inside. Uh, he needs to just move out a little bit. And Claiborne needs to needs to get out of get out of his uh, initial initial stance a little bit earlier, so he can be able to get into that deeper zone. Yeah. So it was it was it's that's how you disguise you know things. But so if if Stafford was to throw the ball right here and lead him, if he you know the receiver he probably could have made a play on this ball, or, or the receiver probably could have caught it. But I do like you know Adams. Um, he has you know good makeup speed. He plays the ball. He doesn't look to the uh, back to the quarterback to try to deflect the ball. When you're beat like this, you have to play through the receiver. He plays through the receiver, gets his hands up, uh, yeah. makes the pass deflection. So I like that, but I just didn't like how he was so so far inside right there because, you know, it's that's that's a hard play to make. So yeah, that's tough. Yeah, especially if, especially if let's just say number two beats the linebacker. You know, it's definitely you know ahead of the linebacker, and that's Claiborne's responsibility to be over the top of of one and two. Mm-hmm. If he's open and he's having to cover, you know, cover up number two. And one's got Jamal beat, you know, it makes it even harder. So you just want to be careful when you're disguising like that. You got to make sure you get in position, uh, you know, coming out of the, out of the disguise, uh, disguise. Yeah, somebody's saying, like, oh, he's playing slot corner there. I was like, no, no not really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. So, and this is another um, cover three uh, look. And I, I really – this is probably my favorite play of Jamal. Well, there's that, that one where he trucked over Jones and made the tackle. It's pretty good too. But I really like this recognition right here. Where right. he, he's again, he's in a curl to flat zone in, in a cover three, and he's not distracted by this flat. Uh, you want to play, if anything, you know, deep to short, and he's reading Stafford while, he, while he's in, while he's going into his you know his exit angle to the uh, curl to flat. He notices that you know Stafford is loading up to throw behind him. Some nice hip fluidity uh, right here, where he just you know one step to get all the way around accelerates. Um, to the receiver, and then he makes a hard hit to to jar the ball loose right there. So I I really like this play from from Adams. Yeah, and and truthfully, Adams saved Claiborne's butt here on this play mm-hmm. because when you're in three, he carries it too far. Yeah, you supposed to, you got to let the post go to the safety, and this is actually you know Claiborne's play. If Claiborne comes off like he's supposed to, this is a pick, easy pick. Mm-hmm. But like you said, he carries him too far, takes you know carries the post too far. Uh, but Jamal does a great job of, like you said, recognizing the play, seeing the ball, and and getting a chance to to make a play on the receiver and knocking the ball out. So that's you know that was a you know really that was actually a really good play because yeah. not only did he save you know the touchdown, but he saved Claiborne's butt you know for a blown assignment. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And this was his, this was his interception, and so it almost looks like a like a China concept. Um, it's not. It's not a corner route but it is an out it works in the same way yeah. um, to, the, to the you know uh, to the right side right here and it looks to me like this receiver gets he hears some footsteps right here and he's he's not fully extending for this ball 
Um, maybe it's because uh, – who is that? Uh, Johnson, you know, is holding his inside arm maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think he's short. I think he alligator. I, I think he alligator. Yeah, I think he does too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, good play from Adams right here to 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 notice the ball is is coming his way, uh, and he catches it. You know, with his with his hands, it's almost into his body. But he catches it with his hands. So good awareness right there from from Adams looking back at the quarterback while he's in man, um, and a decent decent return from him. I, I wanted him to return this so bad, but you know, unfortunately, didn't. But still, first pick of his career right there. Yeah, first pick of his career, and um, you know, I'm like you said, you know, a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. A lot of pieces you get, you know, usually they're not for you. So, so you know, it's a good job of him seeing the ball, yeah. uh, you know, being good in coverage uh, because he, he's got his main coverage as well. So, but, uh, you know, recognizing recognizing where the ball is and, and making a play on it. Yeah. Um, and then did you have a, a number a number two stud? I don't know. Uh, your number th- your number two was Adams. My, 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 three, three was- my three was – yeah, my three was Adams. Uh, my two was actually uh, a linebacker, Lee. Uh, seven tackles, two INT, you know. Okay. Yeah, he's, my, he's my one. So, yeah, seven tackles, two interceptions, one touchdown. So, I'm curious to, to see who your one is. Um, and he – this is – I think he was the ho- the highest-rated player in the NFL this week. So, yeah. for a guy – and listen, the, the problem with the first week the, – after the first week of the season, now people are saying he's going to be really good. You know, look at all of his haters who said he was bad. It's, it's one week. So, got to give it a little bit. If he consistently plays like this – I'll be ecstatic. Honestly, if he turns into a decent linebacker, just an average linebacker, I'll be ecstatic because that's not what his career trajectory looks like at this moment. Um, but obviously, it's it's a really good game, and I hope he plays like this. I'm never going to root against the Jets, but when you've been, you know, I break down film, so when he plays bad, I'm going to say he plays bad. But right. <laughs> so this was so this was his only like play that I that I I dinged him for. Um, and as you can see, he get he's a linebacker, and he, he gets his tackle broken from a, a receiver, which allows the receiver to run for six more yards. So, uh, you know, take us through this play if you, if you want, Marcus. Oh well, he's well. Initially, he's reading. I mean, he he locates the receiver. I don't think yeah. he did a good job of doing that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got to break down, and make the tackle. Uh, he needs to he just needs to wrap up, keep your head up. You know, wrap up. Uh, you know, it's a receiver, so you know you're going to get some kind of move. You know, just break down and wrap up. That's really the only thing that's that was bad about this play. He just didn't wrap him up when he made the tackle. Everything else was good. You know, he read the zone correctly, uh, saw the route combination, came off of two, went to one, one was coming right to him. Just got to make that play. Yeah, you want to see him actually, like, just rock this receiver, too. You're coming to the middle like that. You're coming through a linebacker. You want to see him get rocked. But, unfortunately, uh, he's not able to make, you know, wrap up and make the tackle. But that was, I think, the only negative play I, I had him for. So, um, at least that I that I watched and listen like when I so I do player like I'll I'll do just specific player reviews to Marcus where I'll break down just the player for the entire season I watch him every snap I cannot watch eleven guys on every single snap so right it wasn't another bad play I, I would I would be watching it for forty seven hours there's just no way um, but maybe there was another bad play but nothing that I picked up from watching it uh, and this this was the play that Adams you know Adams and and Lee right here were talking about after the game where they knew what was coming. Uh, maybe from that pre-snap motion and, you know, the, the two-by-two uh, set they were in from Gun, And right. this is just a, it's a drag and follow concept where basically this, this drag, um, and he has, I guess, an option to set it down a little bit if, if, that, if the zone dictates that, the coverage di- uh, dictates that. But they knew this was coming, and this drag is supposed to move this, this linebacker in the hook zone right here to, to clear up space for this angle route from the running back. Um, Lee knows it's coming. He passes it off, and he and he looks. You know, immediately after he passes out, uh, passes off. He knows the uh, the angle is coming. Picks it off. Good hands right there. And mm-hmm. then the, the speed shows that four four speed shows on the uh, 
on the return, even though he is out running, you know, uh, uh, fatty, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah, it's a good job recognizing the play. We used to call this, uh, you know, the ramp, we used to call it ramp pass because uh, the Rams okay. used to run this a lot. You know, we're watching with Marshall Falk coming out the, mm-hmm. you know, coming out on the angle route and usually that would be either Isaac Keem or Isaac Bruce running the drag. Uh, you know, Torrey Hope was usually always the deeper guy, you know, something like that. Just depending on who you play for. But, uh, oh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, good job of recognizing, you know, recognizing, recognizing the route and making a play, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there was a lot that go that went into or or talked about them knowing the signals or, you know, on, you know that kind of deal or whatever. And here's the thing, and even Matt Patricia said it, because it, it happens with everybody. At some point, especially when you're going through the game, if you've seen the formations, you know, a few times, you're already going to know what it is. It's just a matter of what defense is being called when you see it and having to execute that defense against, you know, that particular play out of that formation. So mm-hmm. as you see the formation and see the plays a couple of times, you know, during a game, you usually know what it is because uh, once the game, you know, once you see all the plays in the first half and once, you know, once they're in, mm-hmm. then they're in, you know, for the rest of the game. So now it's up to you to be able to recognize those plays, you know, for the remainder of the game and, you know, I thought Lee and Adams, what they were talking about, they did a good job of recognizing it, and they definitely got a touchdown off of it. Yeah, nice uh, interior penetration right there from Henry Anderson with, like, a little uh, outside yeah. outside chop, like kind of like an arm over, and he clears himself right there. So that, that pressure yeah. Stafford, too, gets a nice little hit on him. So, um, yeah, good play all around. Uh, next one of Lee was – was this his um, – what play was this? Oh, okay. So next one is his – other interception, and this was more versus an athletic play. This was a bad play by Stafford. It's just there's there's really no way to um, to you know I guess kind of make an excuse for Stafford right here. <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's a cover two look. He's dropping in in his hook zone, and he has depth because listen, one the, the lines are down at this point, so they're gonna try to throw deep. So play deep to short definitely at this point in the game. So he's, he right. gets depth in his drop. He's reading Stafford the entire way. There's no, you know, number three threat or number or you know, uh, number two or three from the other side of the field becoming number three on on his side of the field, so he doesn't have to pay attention to anything in front of him. Takes the depth and is dropping. It's for what the most part, uh, yeah, it's an athletic interception, good hands right there. But this is a terrible play from Stafford. He tries to fit the ball in there. Just there's no way. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a good play by Lee taking advantage of it. But yeah, it's just a bad ball. You know, Stafford's got to see that and. I know you're going to try to, you know, you're trying to make a play and he's trying to fit it in, but there's three guys around, you know, around that receiver. So there's nowhere you're getting that ball in there. But uh, great INT by Lee and, and uh, you know, he just continued, you know, playing, play, you know, with plays like that all night. So it, it was a yeah. uh, good play. Yeah, I got two more of him. And even if the if this ball is completed, that, that re, is that a receiver or no, it's a tight end? The, yeah, tight end. Um, tight end, yeah. Yeah, he's too big to be a receiver. Uh, he got rocked by Williamson right there. So it's right. just, that's a hospital ball and a bad ball all in one. So you, you can't have that from Stafford. Stafford, they they got into his head uh, for sure uh, this game. And this is another play from Lee just recognizing a, a screen pass, uh, wider, or not a wide receiver screen, a running back screen. That's like the one thing. I think like I know a decent amount of concepts and formations and things like that. Uh different screen plays I do not know the names for. So I always call them running back screens. It's a running back screen, and Lee recognizes it, and this is where you see the athleticism. It's, it's a little bit lag. I don't know. It kept lagging on the, on the film on this. Um, so it's a little bit laggy, so I apologize for that. But uh, 
you know, quick uh, recognition there, and then you see the athleticism yeah. uh, taking the play where he's avoiding blocks. So yeah, good good job, Rick Jones, the play. And you know what? It's hard to name all the screens. Tell you the truth, I mean, because you yeah. got your traditional screen, you got slip screen. Uh, I mean, there's just so many different. You know, it's, especially when you're talking about the Andy Reeves or like people like that that are running screens out of all these different formations. Yeah. Uh, so what I usually try to do is, if you, I don't look so much as I don't look at the formation as much, you know, I look at how the screen is actually run because, you know, sometimes a slip screen is just like a regular screen, you know, depending on who's coming out. So, you know, when you're looking, you know, when you're looking at screens and trying to label them or recognize them, just use, only use like two or three because they usually pan out the same way, you know, in the, in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the, it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult to find that. And, and like, obviously there's more to learn. There's always going to be more to learn. And, uh, there's not a ton of, you know, uh, books or websites or anything that really talk about screens. You're going to have to send me some, uh, some info there, Marcus. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I can figure all that stuff out. So <laughs> next one, uh, this is another one. Good athletic play from, from Lee. This is almost his third pick of the game. Uh, but like I said, he's, he's dropping like his, his uh, hook to curl zone. Uh, it's a little bit wider than like a normal you know, traditional hook if it was like a cover two. It's, it's probably a cover three look or like a – I would say probably it's probably cover three look in the back end just by how far these guys are apart. Yeah. Um, but, again, he's reading Stafford's eyes, takes some depth in his drop, and nice uh, vertical right there, outstretched arms. He almost – if this was like a couple inches lower, maybe could have tipped up to himself or just, you know, palmed it with one hand uh, with these gloves that they have now. But, uh, regardless, it's a nice athletic play again from Lee. And I, when he tipped that, I really thought it was going to be another reception. I was like, no way. So. Oh, yeah, no, it was a good job of him dropping, you know, getting – you know, in his hook to curl zone, uh, you know, and, and that's, you know, really his depth is good, you know, to tell you the truth where he is from mm-hmm. a lot of scrimmage. He just, you know, gets in the throwing line and, and makes an athletic play. So if he can do this, these kind of – if he makes these kind of plays all year, you know, I think the Jets are – you know, they're going to be really, really good on, on defense because now, I mean, you, you're having to deal with a lot of people. The, the pressure up front, you know, was good, you know, from the from the defensive line in this game. Yeah. Uh, so he just – you know, you're able to make a lot of plays when – you get guys like Lee and Jamal Adams playing like this. Yeah, for sure. And who's who was your number one guy? I actually gave Darnold Darnold number one. We I mean, uh, just because I, to the fans here. All right. Well, no, okay. no, I wasn't. I was <laughs> no because I wasn't wrapped up into the stats. Yeah, no, I got you. I just like I liked how he came out. You know, because it was a big game. I mean, it, you know, it's his first. You know, first real NFL game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on primetime TV. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. Uh, you come out and, you know, there's a mistake on the first play of the game. And then after that, you just see him gain his poise and, and you know, and, and play, you know, end up playing, you know, what I thought was a great game, you know, for a rookie quarterback. So that's that's why I gave him number one, not because he, he just, you know, killed everybody in numbers and stats and things like that, you know. But the way that he recovered from the INT, you know, continued to, to drive the offense and, and, you know, score points and take him down the field, that's why I gave him my number one. Yeah, yeah, I, and I understand that if I was like – Kind of, kind of like based on like out at their position, who had the best game. But Donald, who I came away with most impressed with, it was it was definitely Donald. So I understand. Uh, so my number three, Dud. I don't even want to pick Duds this game, but I, I did because <laughs> it's just there's really not a lot of Duds in a in a what was it forty seven or forty eight to seventeen. Yeah, and, and it should have been fifty five when the Jets yeah. yielded the ball three times at the three yard line. But I I think Johnson he had a like he's a bend but don't break type of guy. Um, but if I had to pick a third dud, uh, he, he's, he was my third dud and then number two, you know, figure it out. But, um, so for this play, 
you know, like I said, I, I, I really do not like like the, the press free release. I don't like not getting your hands on. You can tell his eyes are low. I, I like like the shuffle right there, but um, he doesn't get his hands on. He opens up his hips, you know, immediately, which look how much room he has. You're not challenging the route stem. You're not disrupting it at all. And so for this play, he, he did get nabbed with the holding right here, which is right there. But if you look at Marvin Jones, uh, he's got his hands in his face. There's also a penalty <laughs> right there. So like, I didn't like I didn't like this, but I'm not going to blame him at the top of the route here. He literally this is a legal hands to the face before there's a holding. So this is a right. penalty on the receiver. This is not this is where receiver get away with way too much. But yeah, they do. And, and like you said, you like him. The only I mean, outside of the hole, you just like to see like to see him be a lot more square and. And hold his ground, you know, coming out of out of your press technique. Just because you're pressed uh, and a guy takes off and he gives you a move doesn't mean you can't. You know, this is where you got to use your lateral quickness, mm-hmm. you know, to slide over in front of that guy you sit and keep your leverage. So you're playing head up the outside. You know, the the his his restep was good, which is a you know kind of a five to six inch restep. Yeah, slide over and stay in front of the guy, get your hands on him. Yeah, yeah, and then um. Like I said, the receivers get away with too much. And then uh, I don't know if you saw this play, but it's like you know another like uh, it's, uh, from what it looks like here, it's like a it's like a banjo where there where there probably is a uh, I think there was a receiver you know tighter over over here. So when they're when the receivers are tight, you you want to play on the same level for pick routes, crossing routes, that type of deal. Right. Uh, and it looks like screen actually gives you know a call right here. Uh, he's putting his hand up once the receiver motioned into a to a tighter like twins looking set or twin set and. Uh, I think for what happens is he's playing a little bit too far, you know, outside right here. And he just he's get beat inside. Yeah, he's yeah he's too far off. He's got to slide over a little bit, you know, particularly when they're close to the line. Um, well, part of this is I don't know what he's looking at. Tell you the truth, because yeah. initially it looks like he's looking at the wide out, then he looks at the quarterback, and then he's looking back at him again. But he's just got to, from an alignment standpoint, he's got to slide over. Because you still want, you want to be – you don't ever want to be that far outside leverage-wise. You always want to be, you know, whether it be hit up the outside or hit up the inside on the guy. That way it allows you – if you get it quick over, and especially from, you know, from number two, you know, you're anticipating him running over, you know, if you if you know what the coverage is. Yeah, yeah. And this is, you know, like you said, it's like a banjo cover, you know, or cover one with a, with a banjo because they lined up tight. So that's like an, in, that's like an, that's like a, because they motioned, it's probably just regular cover one, they motioned uh, to, to a tighter set and then they, you know, screen called the banjo. So that's why communication is really, really important yep. um, in the league. And uh, let's go to the next one. So this was a good play and a bad play made me jump up out of my seat and then sit back down with a deep exhale. Uh, and I'm not, it's, <laughs> you know, so this was, again, this was probably, this is Stafford's probably worst play of the game. Slant flat is a simple in and out read. And Jamal Adams is playing off and he is giving the flat route a ton of room. I think this was first and 10 or second and 10. So this, this, if he completes this flat route, he could probably run for a first down, maybe even a touchdown. Yeah, um, because you know Juwan's playing a little bit too far off. I don't think he means to run into this receiver right here, which it's not illegal contact; it's within five yards, um, which does not allow the slant to to get you know to keep running. And then uh, Tremaine Johnson gets the easy interception, and then he gets absolutely rocked. But my thing is, how do you not see that guy? I don't. I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, when he's running, I'm, and, and I mean, and I'm watching the play, you know, play out. <laughs> I'm like, how did you not see that guy? Like he—he he was right in front of you. <laughs> like, 
So, like, I can understand, like, maybe if he was, like, if he was, like, running vertically and then, like, he came from, like, the sideline area. But he right, was but the, dude, but the dude's right there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he missed this dude. <laughs> yeah, so good interception. Terrible. It was a good interception because he, he caught the ball. It wasn't really, like, he didn't jump the coverage or anything like that. Jamal Adams just ran to his guy that he was, that he was covering. Um, Stafford made just a terrible play, but – he gets rocked. I don't know how he doesn't see it. He fumbles it and they get the ball back. Uh, but, you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah. But at least he gets an interception on the stat sheet. So yeah, he's, he's on the stat sheet. Yeah. You know, you know, it gives him a first down because it changed possession. And then he got the ball back, which kind of sucked. But um, next one and last one that I – at least I have, unless you want me to bring up any other play that you saw from uh, Tremaine Johnson, um, I probably have it. But this is another one I, I put in. And, and again, um, this l- – Looked like, and I, so I figured out what I'm going to call the, uh, the, you know, basically the cover one defense. We have two linebackers and they're playing like the in and out and the running back. I, I coach, I, I saw a coach call it funnel one. So it's cover one with that right. like, funnel. So I'm going to call it funnel one from now on. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a funnel one to, to me. And again, it's because they're, they're, they're following the, um, you know, since uh, Tremaine Johnson and, the yeah, Morse Claiborne are following the, re- the receivers. It looks like a cover one. And, uh, again, I think he's just playing you know, too far outside. Where he's, look at that room right there. So Yeah, he, yeah he's, way too, he's way too far off. So, you know, he needs to definitely need to slide over, you know, maybe a half a yard more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to play outside just because of, you know, the splits, you know, but yeah. you don't want to be, you know, this far outside. So Yeah, I, we're going to see it a lot this year where he is the bend but don't break guy. Um, so who is your number three? I honestly didn't have a lot have any deaths. <laughs> yeah. I had to be I mean, the it's hard, like you like you said, I mean I didn't. I mean it's hard to Yeah. Because I mean, some of the things that we're talking about now are just like little I mean, they're really yeah. I mean, you know, we we're really having to find something right, oh, <laughs> right oh, now. Oh, we're reaching. Oh, we're reaching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we are. I mean, we're kinda of reaching right now. I mean, because defensive <laughs> you know, they play lights out, just like you know, like they did on offense. I mean, there's small technical things that you can fix, but I didn't really have yeah. Just any does where, you know, somebody just, you know, don't worry. Completely terrible. I'll be the dick. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> so my number two, my number two is Beecham. I thought he played okay. Uh, it wasn't great. The the stunts, the, uh, he got he let out a little pressure. I think the right side line played really well from long over. Um, Beecham and Carpenter were okay, which is better than they were last year. But I, I guess I'll give Beecham number um the number two and the number one was Roberts. I only play one play. Uh, I'm only going to show one play. There was a cover four look where he's playing way too far off, and he allowed an easy completion. But uh, you know, this play just a little smoke route from the uh, the, the receiver from the top of the screen, and I, I think he comes a little bit too uncontrolled right here. Where he's not, right. he's not, he doesn't have outside leverage, and he just allows a, a big, uh, you know, a play that should be only a yard or two, uh, turn into what a twenty yard gain or so. So. Yeah, yeah, come in on that. Come in outside in because, you know, your posse is coming from, you know, coming from the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, because even if you do miss the tackle or you, you slow him down, everybody else is coming. So, yeah, you got to be more in control. Yeah, you, don't have sell, you don't have help coming from the Jets sideline. Like, uh, was that Mike Tomlin who who, who tripped uh, Jacoby Jones on that punt return? On a punt return, yeah. <laughs> you don't have Mike Tomlin on the sideline here to help you out here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he got my number one. It, it's um, Like I said, I'm reaching. It, it is. It is. <laughs> I'll admit it. Um, so going to the good of the offense, because they did win, so we'll go to the good of the offense. There was plenty. So we almost have like 10 studs, or I almost have like 10 studs from this game. Um, another guy who played really, really well 
was Isaiah Crewell. Ten mm-hmm. rushes for 102 yards is absurd. Obviously, a lot of that was helped out by, like, what was it, a 67-yard run or whatever it was. Right. Um, but this is just a – I don't you know. Maybe this is in a, a – um, what is it called? A read option. It, almost, it looks like it, but I'm not too sure if it is. Um, but it's I, I just called it an inside zone split. You have the you have like the sifter, you know, the the split player who's going to block the backside on an inside zone so he doesn't crash down and, and right. play. And so Crowell on on this on this run, his first read is the defender in the play side gap uh, right here in the in the B gap, and he sees that 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 player right there, 94, is winning the B gap. So his next read goes to the A gap. It's clogged, and then he's looking to the backside. You see him look to the backside, clogged. So his only really option is to is to to send it all the way back, right? And because Sterling, you know, lays a decent block right or a good block right there. Not even decent block, a good block. Uh, he's able to cut through this this backside C gap and uh, runs in for the, uh, the the touchdown. Nice reach out here too. Nice uh, fight for that for that touchdown. Oh yeah, but well, that's, I mean, it's good read good read by by Carell. He actually, I mean, he probably could have slid in into this. Uh, uh, in I mean, he could have run into a gap, but I mean, he. He wouldn't have gotten, you know, a chance to, to score because twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's Glover Quinn. Um, you know, the safety is down there in the box, yeah. but um, but no, he does a good job of of using his eyes and sticking his foot in the ground, bending it all the way back, and, and getting the score. I mean, that's what you want from your running back. You got to have that vision. You got to be able to see, you know, see the entire, you know, the entire, you know, width of the line, and, and be able to see all your gaps and recognize it. Yeah, yeah, especially especially in a in a zone blocking scheme too. You want to be able to. Uh, do that. Do you have all those options to bounce, bang, uh, bend, all this stuff? So, uh, next play I'll bring up of him is obviously his 62-yard touchdown. And this is, uh, hold on, I gotta share. There's times that it's going to happen. I promise you, where I'll be talking about a play, and then I'll realize I'm not even sharing it. I'm talking about something that's not on the screen. I, it's going to happen, uh, <laughs> especially early in the morning for me. Uh, yeah, I know it's like it's 10:30 now, but you know, for me, I work midnights and stuff. So, um, but. I would call this a, a mid zone and I'm calling this a mid zone because like I said, I, I differentiate between outside zone, inside zone, wide zone, right. Uh, right. outside. So I, I'm calling this a mid zone because mid zone for me is the, the aiming point is the outside hip of the, of the right tackle, left tackle. And that's what it looks like it is. And he kind of takes like almost like that crossover step because it, this, uh, what, what is this defender lineup as he lines up as a five tech. He's right. winning that play side gap. Um, I wish I had a better angle from the other view. Actually, I think I do. Um, but he sees that, and he decides to to uh, cut this run into the into the B gap where Winters gets in the way of this guy. I do. I watch this a lot of times. He does not trip over his foot right there. I don't know what, how Winters fell. I think that that little push right there from Long didn't help his situation. But I wish Winters led a better block right there. Um, but regardless, you know, Cruel. Uh, breaks a tackle and shows some of that that underrated speed that I think he has. Yeah, good job of hitting the hole. I mean, tell you the truth, if, if uh, I mean, Winters gives him just enough. You know, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but Winters gives him you know just enough time to get through to get through the line and and uh, you know you break a tackle and you know go in for the score. And his speed is underrated. People don't give him enough credit for you know for the speed he has once he gets out out in the open field. Yeah, um, I and I watch plays a lot because like. There was a play in the Giants game where basically what happened was, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you said, you saw it, but Tomlinson tripped over Quale's foot because Quale got blown up backwards, and it looked like Tomlinson got trucked. But I'm always watching feet because I'm not going to blame a player if he tr- if he gets stepped on or trips over somebody else. Right. So I watched this play like a thousand times just to make sure, and it he didn't. So, um, yeah. But regardless, yeah, 
he hits the he, he hits the hole and that underrated speed. He's a, he's a fast dude. He's he's not he's not like Tyree Kill speed, but I, he has good speed. He can he can burn some guys. So like, right. like you see, you know, Diggs or Quinn has a has a de- decent angle on him, and he's not able to to catch him. So uh, you gotta gotta like that. So next guy for me is the other running back. I don't I'm, I didn't bring up any plays of him. It was more just like a bunch of five six seven yard gains, but. Bilal Powell, 12 rushes, 60 yards. He's he's super consistent. I, I like Powell a lot. He's a guy who's always falling for it, always fighting for extra yards, willing to bang. So I like Powell. Um, hey, Tom, what do you think about Powell in this game? No, I, thought, I thought Powell you know, did everything that, you know, that we expect him to do. Um, yeah. you, know, he, you know, he's the guy that usually gets, you know, the tough yards. Uh, he can run whether it be in, in any – I think he's one of those backs that fits in any scheme. You know, he's – you know, he's not great in his own scheme, but he's good enough. Uh, definitely a yeah. better power runner, you know, so, uh, you know, schematically if we're talking, you know, like that. Uh, but I, I thought, you know, he, he played, you know, a pretty good game. You know, he didn't, you know, it's hard to get 100 yards or hard to have two backs, you know, go over 100 yards or break big runs. But, you know, I thought he, he did a job and, and cranked out yards as he needed to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you gotta love having a guy like Powell on your team, and unless they draft the running back next year, a signing guy, I'm hoping he's he's back after his contract is up because he's 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 a good runner. I'm excited to see Elijah McGuire back too. Um, so this is Quincy Nunwa, and like this this route, it's not even like a route. He's he's basically they they see a soft spot in, in a cover three buzz. Uh, at least it looks like it's going to be a cover three buzz, uh, and he's just looking back immediately because it's, it's a soft spot. Uh, right. And, and it looks like it's, it's an RPO. Uh, they're pass blocking on the right side and run blocking on the left side. is like a power, almost yeah, like a power because, uh, you know, Carpenter's pulling right here. So Carpenter's pulling, RPO. yeah. And he – Sam Dunn recognizes that, that uh, a new one's going to be open, catches the ball. And what I like about this play is especially – I think this is like his first or second catch. Uh, the fact that he gets he gets hit pretty good right here, immediately gets up and, you know, does that little first down thing. So I like the toughness right there from, from Quincy Inouye. Oh yeah, I mean, good read by Sam Donald, being able to see, you know, read the soft spot in his own. And for a new one, all you gotta do is, like you said, all you gotta do is find a, you know, find a hole, you know, and he's hot. So you know, the ball's, the ball's placed in there good, tough catch. You're gonna get hit, especially on on short throws like this. Yeah, for sure. You, make, you know, make the catch and then you know keep the drive going. Now, um, did I, I? Okay, I did have the touchdown here. I, I would say I, I I have some plays queued up, and I thought I was not gonna have his touchdown here. I'll, just gonna insult myself, tell myself I'm an idiot. Uh, this is the one bad play, and we talked about this uh, when we did the wide receivers and tight end show. And this is just a, it's a, it's a drop from. It's a, this is a play action. I don't really think this is a, uh, this is an RPO or anything. Um, it might be. I don't, I don't think it is. Uh, actually, it could be because he is, he's pulling on the side. He's pulling, yeah, it's a, it's the same blocking scheme as before. Yeah, the pants blocking back here. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there. You know their run blocking is it's more like zone blocking over here to the right. Yeah, so I actually I actually would call it a uh, an RPO here, and so I think they're playing cover. Yeah, they're they're playing cover one. I watch it from the other angle just to make sure. And this this uh, this defensive back is a little bit too far outside, um, and he gets he gets froze there that that hard stick outside, uh, which gives you know a Nunwa enough room inside. And I think Donald probably puts this a little bit too low for him. But you got two hands on the ball, and and he drops it. So nah, that's a good ball. You gotta make that catch. Yeah. I can't even. I mean, no, that's a that's a good ball. You gotta make that catch. You gotta yeah. look at it all the way in. You get two. You know, the ball's not really that low. I mean, he's 
I mean, it's low, but it's it's not to the point where it's down in his ankles it's, or even below his knees. I mean, that's, that's a good ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a good ball. So he needs to he just needs to concentrate harder, mm-hmm. you know, and, and look that in. Yeah, yeah. So he he has those really good catches, but sometimes really easy drops as well, which is going to frustrate you at times. But overall, Q played well this game. So, uh, and this was his this touchdown, and I like this play design um, where I basically he he was just running a flat route. Um, but I wanted to show, you know, uh, the right, right there. It's, a, it's like a, you know, it's a, um, why am I blanking out right now? It's uh, not a chip. It's a, it's a rubber out. It's a yeah, rubber out from Sterling who is hitting a number 24 right here. Uh, who's trying to get out to the flat, which it's a, it's a natural rub. He's just running like a slant. Um, so it's not illegal. Uh, and it opens up with Quincy Numa. And that's what I liked about Bates' game. He, he gave his playmakers uh, opportunities to make plays in space. And that's exactly what this is. He's yep. a playmaker. He carries two guys in, into the end zone. Another nice reach out right there. So that's the power. That's the yak ability of, of a Numa. So I, I like that play design. I like the, the right after catch from a Numa. Yeah, great play design. You know, Detroit, they were playing a lot of – they played a lot of man, actually, uh, in this game. And yeah. You know, you know, the rub routes, the pick routes, you know, the, the deep overs, crossing routes, you know, the, you know, it was a great, you know, great game plan by the Jets, you know, doing that. And, and uh, like you said, letting their playmakers make plays. And Anunwa does a good job of showing the toughness that he's, you know, that he's known for and, and, and getting into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I agree. And we showed a play of prior before I put him as one of my good guys on offense, three receptions, 49 yards, didn't play a ton of snaps. When he was in there, he caught the ball. Uh, he's that big threat. He, so I, I, I like the prior. Uh, did this game. My next guy is is Anderson. He only had that one touchdown catch that I showed before, but you know, having one reception for 41 yards and a, and a touchdown, it's maybe not the game that he wanted to have, but I still gave him a, a positive for that game. So um, again, well, he's but well, as we've talked about, he's not going to get the kind of games that whether that we expect or that he expects until he becomes a better intermediate route runner. Until he develops that aspect of his game. This is what you're going to see from Robert Anderson. You may see one for 43 or to be kind of like a Deshaun Jackson game last week where you have four for 130 or whatever it was, you know, because they're all bombs. You know, that's that's kind of what, you know, and that that's his role. That's his role for now. But, you know, until he develops his intermediate route running game, this is, you know, kind of this, these are the kind of games we're going to see from him. Yeah, people were saying on this play about him, I forgot to put this in, where like people were like, oh, well, Sam Donald hits him right here. It could have been a, a, a touchdown. I was like, one – you're on the it's, you're on the 25 Sam yard line, and two. Listen, there I watched a play on the on the regular on the other film too. There there was two there was two guys like here and then another another right. here. So and we were talking about the Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robbie Anderson. But also, if he throws oh, yeah. to Robbie Anderson, he might get stripped right there. So well, yeah, and then there's a guy. I mean, he doesn't look like he he can really make that play. But this underneath guy, the safety right here, if he throws that ball to Robbie Anderson, he can fall back and make that play. Or even this linebacker, too. Right yeah, that's here. what I'm talking about. Yeah, the linebacker. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. I'm talking about the linebacker down. Yeah, if he if he's he's reading the quarterback, if he's if the ball is out, he could fall back and make that play. Possibly. Well, you know, you know why? Because people look at it at this point like, oh, well, he could have he could have got him right there. But at this well, yeah. point, <laughs> I don't know. And if he waits an extra second, there's a strip sack right there, maybe. So right, it's it was like a mesh snag concept where it's a mesh and then a snag over top. And I like that he actually sees that the. Uh, you know, the defensive back right here doesn't have great leverage um, on, you know, he has, or he is over top leverage of Sterling. So he actually leads him outside to get him. He doesn't, he doesn't put the ball right here. He puts the ball outside right, right here, give him an opportunity to, to run for some yaks. So actually that's a really good play from Darnold right there too. Yeah, that is a good play. That's, 
and like you said, I like the ball placement, you know, away from, you know, away from the defender, recognizing that and, and you know, throwing a solid ball in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the defense, do you have anybody else from offense you want to you want to mention? I, I put the offensive line in totality. That's, yeah, that's actually I was going to say I, I did like the way for the most part that the mm-hmm. offensive line played, you know, in the run scheme and in, in the passing game. Uh, they did. I mean, they did what they could to protect Dono. You know, when I mean, especially when you're playing against you know guys like Ziga and so, yeah. um, you know, that can get a lot of pressure and push the pocket. And and Detroit did that. They just couldn't, you know, Sam Darnold just made plays with his feet, or he got the ball on time like he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the blitz picked. You know, the blitzes were picked up for the most part all night. So I, I thought the whole yeah. line played played good. Yeah, I, th- I think out of all those guys, I think I think Win- uh, Winters, Long, and Shell play really well. Winters really, really played well, minus like one or two plays. So I, I like what Winters did a lot, a lot of lateral agility. Um, skip steps that he, that he did uh, were, were really good. Um, so I, I like what he – I like what the whole offensive line did. And like you said, with Sam Darnold's mobility, uh, the offensive line is going to look a lot better at times than they would if Peyton Manning was back there. So, right. You know, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, another guy I thought played I'm, – I'm going to give him positive. There was a player or two where he got, where he got beat, and I'll show one. Um, and this isn't really – it's not even a, a great play. Um, from, actually, it kind of is a great play. It is a good play because it's important. This is, it's, it's Tampa 2 from the Jets defense right here. Screen is in his, like, hook-to-curl zone. Um, and it's nothing, it's nothing like really flashy, but he comes up and makes a tackle on this, which was probably just his, his check down, um, from, right. from Stafford. He sees this open check down route and uh screen comes up and make the tackle. Now does it look like really flashy? Was it a great play? No, but a lot of corners right here, especially smaller slot corners might get this broken. Maybe they, maybe they, um, take an angle too far inside and they, they, he's going to plant hard inside and then cut outside and it's a bigger game, but. This is this is not flashy, but it's an important play. No, it's an important play. It's a, it's a solid tackle, and you force him to throw the ball where you want it to go. When you play mm-hmm. a tackle two, you want to keep you know you want to keep, play everything from deep to short. You rally up and you make the tackle. So yeah, it's definitely an important play. Now for and for you usually tell Tampa two for for people who are you know want to learn. Uh, obviously, this is going to be a deeper drop from the middle linebacker. You're going to open up to the strength of the. Of the um, you know, of the um, offensive for- formation. And I'm, I'm assuming they're, you know, because, yeah, it is two by two, but they're opening up to the two receiver side instead of the, t- the tight end and receiver side. This is a big right. threat right here, especially because it's the, it's the um, you know, field side, so there's more room to operate right here. So that's why they're, you know, he's opening up to that side, Tampa too. So, yeah, but good play from the screen. There's another play I'll bring up on screen later that, that shows some of his, his uh, ability and his willingness to get into, uh, get, you know, get his nose dirty in the the run game now this is like he's gonna have plays like this which i so this is another i i don't know if this was uh, a jambo or not a jambo a banjo a uh, jambo is a little bit different but i like i like the the shuffle right there he's keeping his hips square he's driving hard outside which he, he's he's giving a little bit of room right here but overall i think that's pretty good i like i like the uh the athleticism to stay with him here now what i think goes wrong here for me is that he looks back a little bit too early instead of playing through the receiver because he doesn't have he's not really squeezing him to the sideline he is but he's not right um, and then Tate is able to to clear himself right there with that arm and then reach out great catch obviously yeah, yeah great catch yeah but I think if he was to play through the receiver right here he might have able to been able to make a play um, but it's it's a tiny it's a tiny like uh, you know I guess like a bad play for him like yeah well, if you go, if you go all the way back to to the beginning, 
um, you look at it if 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 they're if they're playing in and out on it, which is what they look like they're doing. So you think it is banjo? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. I don't know if they're just disguising man right here for actually was banjo. Yeah. But. Yeah, because I mean, because if you looked at he's he's lined up over the over the stationary guy, and then he works his way out, you know, to number one. But we always play in and out from, you know, you have one guy inside, one guy outside, and you let the routes come to you as opposed okay. to playing it stacked like this. Yeah, um, stack I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why they're why they're necessarily playing it like this because either way, it's still man, you're not really disguising anything, um, and that's what kind of puts him behind. But what he needs to do is when he's coming out. Uh, you know, to cover the, the flat right initially, he needs to take a higher angle. If he catches it right there and just a two-yard gain, it's just a two-yard gain. You know, you you know, you keep on fighting. But you actually cover yourself because you take a, a you know, more of a, a higher angle. You actually cover yourself on the, the out and up. And once you get into the route, what I always teach my DBs is, and what I was taught, you got to squeeze the hip. So get to the hip. Yep. And then, you know, while you, and then you can turn it you know, turn and look back for the ball once you get to the hip and you're both running down the field. And so he – and a lot, of, a lot of coaches, you know, teach the – you get to the receiver and then you lean into the guy. So you yeah. grab the arm and you're supposed to lean. But when you lean, you're losing steps while you're leaning and yeah. you're getting thrown off balance and you can't recover to make a play on the ball. Uh, so that's, that would be my coaching point to him, you know, yeah. after, after we saw this. Yeah, and that's what Marcus is saying is exactly like what I mean when I say like squeezing. Yeah, you're leaning into him. You're you're hip to hips. You're basically using the sideline as another defender. But when your hips are this far apart, right? Uh, you don't really want to you want to really look at back at the ball because they do have. It doesn't look like a lot of room, but it is. That's a lot of room. Yeah, but it is. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't. You know, this looks like a great coverage. Which it, it, it's pretty good coverage. It's not terrible coverage, but you get beat. You know, because of for that reason, like you said, and that's a, it's a great point about the angles. Like you know, too flat. Or too aggressive on that, on that, um, you know, on that out portion of the out and up. So yeah, good, good coaching point right there for sure. Um, another guy who I thought played pretty well um, was uh, Claiborne, who I'm gonna bring up two plays of of him. I wish I had a better angle, like a one on one matchup and practice type of deal with some of this this press, but uh, I did like this from. And the good thing about Claiborne. He's a little he's high right here, but what he did like all game was he, he was mixing he was mixing up his his coverages, um, and he wasn't showing the the wide receiver what he was doing. So like before this play, he he was actually back here. He he cheated up towards the towards the uh, the line of scrimmage, and he showed like he was going to to bail, and he came right. back. So I I liked what he was doing right there, yeah. and I liked that offhand jam yeah. um, going to the going to the outside. He gets a good shot in there, and then some good, uh, you know, some good hips right there, and good acceleration plays the upfield shoulder, and then, uh, you know, makes a play. The ball is pretty low, but it's it's low in a way, so uh, it's not terrible ball placement. Maybe a little bit too low, but I think that's a good, just a good rep from from uh, Morris Claiborne right there. Yeah, the only thing that I that I noticed that Claiborne does is mm-hmm. as soon as he gets his hands on the receiver, he looks back at the quarterback immediately. That's, yep, and he's done that. He did that in Dallas. That's the yep. only thing that I've ever disliked about his game when, when he's impressed because he does a good job staying in front. He gets his hand on guys. But if you look, as soon as he, he touches the receiver, bam, bam. His, bam, his head's right back at the quarterback. Receiver's not even in the route yet. I mean, because this could easily be slant and go. This is, it could easily be, um, uh, you know, a slant, uh, slant comeback. It could it be, you know, it could be several routes. You know, you want to make sure you protect yourself. And here's the thing. If you're still – you know, if your eyes are still on the receiver, so now you get two hands on, on the guy, 
I mean, you could slip inside and make a, you know, get an interception. I, you know, a lot of my picks I got were, you know, on slant routes was because I, I was impressed, but I'm looking at the receiver and I established the inside position and then you make the pick. Yeah. So that's, that's the only thing that I would say I, I've never really looked, you know, liked about his game. And he's done that, you know, in his, in his whole career. Yeah, uh, that's and for the people who've been watching the show since we we started, that's a great point by Marcus. That's exactly what me and Eric McMillan were talking about. Both him and Tremaine Johnson do that, where they they look back to the to the quarterback, and then you're losing. You're basically just eliminating one of your senses to guard that receiver. You're, so it gives you that split second if you're looking at them to react to what their body's doing. Where when you're looking back to him to the to the quarterback, you have to feel it. So you can't feel it and see it. So that makes your um, kind of your mind work a, a split second late. So, yeah, right. it's it, – so we're going to see them both do that this year. And then when it's like, um, you know, almost like a in inward breaking corner route, you're going to see them have position on the inward break and then look back and then they can't feel him breaking outside and then they'll get beat on some of those type of plays. Um, or, you know, a corner route that the, the initial stem is breaking inside, I guess I should word that better. Uh, but, yeah, so – but. Overall, I thought it was still a positive play, but like oh, you said, yeah. you don't want to see that look back because slant and goes, things like that, but uh, we're, it's, it's going to happen. I guarantee that's going to happen. We'll, we'll Bill will bring up a play where he gets beat because of that reason. Uh, another play that I thought was pretty good was just his interception, um, which is another another bad play by Stafford. Stafford did not play well this game. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, it's, it's another it's – another, um, it's just another cover two. Yeah, I would, I would call this a cover. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, cover just two. Soft, it's just soft two. Yeah, soft two. Uh, yeah. So he there's no there's no number two threat. There's nobody really going into the flat. So he's going to um, be you know taking a little bit of depth in his drop. And it looks like a basically like a hawk concept, which you have just a vertical route and then a out route that can be you know ten yards, fifteen yards. It could be it could be you know seven yards depends on on the coverage and just running to the open spot. So I call this a hawk concept. I don't know what you. Uh, call it when you play or anything like that. And we talk about it, like, with the drag and follow concept. You called it something else, but that's what I call it. But we're talking about the same thing. It really depends on what and who you learn from. But uh, this is a hawk to me. So take some depth in his drop. Reads the quarterback eyes. Uh, it is shuffling backwards, which I know you said you didn't. You didn't love the shuffle, um, but it makes a nice, you know, athletic interception right there. Fully extended, nice hands. So. Oh yeah, well, I mean, what Stafford is. I mean, I, I'm thinking that he's intensive. He's uh, because he sees too high. He's thinking that Claiborne yeah. maybe is going to sink on the on the out route. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming out with so, because that is you know he's got you know flat re- responsibility. Yeah. Uh, so that you know Stafford reads it a little too early, uh, and Claiborne makes a play on the ball. So yeah, way to go up and get and, and make the pick. You know, that's what you want. Got a pre-snap read and post-snap read. Yeah. And yeah, it's you. Yeah, like you said, he, you, he'd expect him to drive on that, but I think Claiborne, he he read it. He sees he sees him loading up right here. He's not throwing. Right. He, he doesn't think he's gonna throw the flat. So, uh, yeah, good good read by Claiborne. Get a nice interception. One of five five interceptions should have been six. Five. Yeah, should have been six. Yeah, I was gonna say should have been six. Oh, it should have been six. We got that play. <laughs> he got um. So, and another guy who you, you have to be happy for is uh, Frankie Louvu. First game, called up from the practice, uh, practice squad. They cut Ben Braden inside and Ben Braden to the, the practice squad to take his place. Uh, the Jets only had three outside linebackers going to this game, and they added the fourth. Um, he had three tackles. He had one tackle for negative uh, five yards. He had a pass deflection. So, I thought he played pretty well, and this is a play – 
I think, yeah, McClendon again, he's like a slanted one tech and he just comes off the, the ball really low and is just penetrating to the backfield, which makes their, their running back, you know, bounce this or, you know, take his angle a little bit far outside, like a, you know, like a lead zone play. And Luvu is getting blocked by, you know, a tight end, but he, he gets, he gets low, gets good hand placement. And he actually gets assisted by the fullback right here who trucks over his own guy, but still. (laughs) And then he makes a tackle for, for law. So he's helped by the fullback. He's helped by McClendon, but still um, it's a, it's a five, it's a tackle for five yard loss and uh, good hand placement. So I like it regardless. Yeah, no, it was a good play. Just uh, would like to see how that play would have paid out. <laughs> not run over his tight end, uh, just because I, I'd like to see him be a little bit, li- just a little bit more stout, uh, a little, uh, have a little bit more balance, I should say. Yeah, but, yeah. You know what he hey, right there. So yeah, right, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So if the the fullback, if the tight end continues to drive him, fullback gets through the hole, you know, that could possibly be a, you know a decent play. You know, Darren Lee's shooting in, so he might catch the running back from the backside, uh, but. But no, you know, I was actually happy that Lou got in and played, and and you know, he made an impact when he was in there. Uh, yeah, and 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 sorry, and because and because of that, like you're talking about the lean, it's because of that base right there. He's he's yeah. a little bit too wide. His legs are his legs are extensive. He's really leaning right there, so he's right. He's giving himself up a little bit, but still, you know, I'll, I'll peg him for a good play right there. It, oh it no doubt, awesome. yeah. I mean, but like I said, it's not always gonna it's not always gonna look good. You know, you can come back and and coach the technique up, and that's why. There's always something you can do better. You know, it's not always going to look oh, for good, sure, but you wanted to be as close to perfect as as you can get it. But good job making a play here. Yeah, well, like you said, but if at the same time there's always and this is film versus stats. So you look at a five-year loss. Five-year losses are are they're always going to be different. Um, there's a five-year loss where maybe he trucks this tight end over and then makes a tackle like a Jamal Adams type of play, um, but he's assisted by the fullbacker here. And like you said, because that it's, it's that base right there, uh, yeah. too wide. Too, it, he's leaning too much. It's extended. Uh, you want really like your almost your your thighs and your um your you know your shins or your lower parts your legs kind of like working against each other um while leaning a little bit need a base but yeah so moving on from him he had another pass deflection too where it's basically I, I think it was I think it was an ET stunt from him and Leonard Williams and he wasn't getting in the backfield and then he was reading the quarterback and got up and got the pass deflection too so I like that play mm-hmm. um, Leonard Williams and Anderson both had a few pressures and and hits together. Um, this game where they were hitting Stafford around, so I like that. Did you see one the, the announcing this game? And I understand like they're they're newer people, but oh my god, I don't know if you watch the broadcast, but they were terrible, like so bad. Um, they were just like so monotone, like you'd be like a pick six and like oh, Darley interception, and right, yeah, touchdown, <laughs> New York Jets. I was like, what the? And then like they were wrong on multiple fronts, like they're like oh. Well, Terrell Pryor last year with the Browns. I'm like, you know, that was two years ago, right? Like, two years ago, right? Like they, <laughs> they were consistently messing up, messing up, messing up. And there was one player where Leonard Williams and, and Anderson sandwiched Stafford. You could see clear as day, Leonard Williams comes into the tackle with a shoulder down, hits Stafford. And they're like, oh, you know, lowering his helmet to initiate contact, that should have been a penalty. And I was like, wow, just wow. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I, and, and it's bad. It, and there's going to be – I mean, with the exceptions of the good ones, you know, maybe like Collinsworth and that crew, or like when Romo and and Whitney are on. Oh, I love it. You know, they're all they're all seeing, and they're all good. But a lot of these, and the thing that I don't like about the helmet rule is now you got everybody focused on the head going down. Well, if you know anything about physics, if you're lowering your, you know, yeah. lowering your body to hit somebody with your shoulder, your head naturally 
you know, your head, your body follows your head. You know, that's kind of how that works. So your head's going to move down, you know, a little bit anyway. So that, that's why I don't like the whole, as soon as a guy lowers his head, you know, it's a, you know, you know, he's, you know, it's flagrant or it's intentional or he's spearing. And, you know, that's why the rule needs to be changed. But there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah, I know. I know it's going to happen. Uh, oh, and I, what did I tell you about the first week? I told you the first week was going to be garbage anyway. I told you that. I said the first two weeks, you're going to be mad as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But at, least, <laughs> at least the Jets mostly didn't get, like, screwed, they didn't get screwed hard, but there were some games like this. I know. Those games were bad. I, yeah. First two yeah. weeks going to be bad. Yeah. Probably even the third week. It's probably going to be two or three weeks. Um, so this is, this is the other play I was talking about with uh, McClendon. Uh, and Buster Screener here, and actually, uh, I think it's Lee, too, who plays well. But So, I, I love McClendon, man. I do. Uh, he comes off the snap low, or the little arm over right there. He gives the, uh, the, the left guard no chance to block him on that combo block, working to the second level. Yeah. And what happens is when he does that, the, he shoots the gap quick, so this uh, left tackle doesn't have great position on him, like great leverage on him. So, he's leaning a little bit. Pump move to the ground. Goodbye. And then he gets him on the tackle. But it was also good for him from screen right there to, to split this, like, you know, to, to fill that gap right there. Right. He gets in on tackle. Um, Lee also scrapes over a little bit, fight, takes on two guys. He gets in on tackle. So good play by those three players. But that hump moves to the ground right there. You're th- Listen, he's not throwing me. I'm 185. He's throwing a guy right. who's 300-plus pounds yeah. to the ground with one arm. So See, and I, like the, I like the hump move. To me, the hump move was more impressive from the interior guys than the outside guys. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, like when Reggie White used to do it, it just looked like insane, regardless of where he was, uh, you know, because he was the one that, you know, kind of patented that move. But, like, with the hump move from the interior guys, you know, whether it be the nose or the three techniques, like, yeah, I like, I like seeing that a lot. That your volume put out. Can you hear me now? Yep, there you go. No, oh, I don't know why the hell I muted myself. I was about to lo- actually, I was about to listen to a voicemail. I got a voicemail. I got to make sure it's not work. But uh, okay, so okay, hold on. So next play of um, Mc- McClendon I have is uh, I don't know what the hell I was talking about before. Oh, I was I was saying was I talking the whole time? You couldn't hear me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was basically saying that McClendon, he's not Donald, he's not Damon Harrison, he's not Nadamik and Sue, but he is an interior defensive lineman who's up there. He, he's good. You could definitely do much, much worse than him. I'll call him below average. I mean, above average. He's definitely a solid player. And this is another one where he, he, he gets low. He gets good hand position right here. He's the one tech. Gets good hand position, stands up the offensive lineman. He stacks him. He's looking into the backfield. He gets good extension. Um, it's a draw play, and he just again just rips the uh, the offensive lineman to the ground, and he gets in on the tackle. So he's he's a beast, dude. He he seriously is severely underrated because he's not on the stat sheet on fantasy football, all this stuff. But you watch film, McClendon is he's a, he's a guy who you're going to appreciate. No, no, I definitely appreciate him. I like the way that he, like you said, he's not you know because he's, he doesn't have the name like a Donald or somebody like that. Uh, but his hand placement and his technique is always good, you know, the majority of the time. That's what I like about him. Like, here he uses a stab and grab. Uh, you know, we saw the hunt move to play before that. So, I'm, you know, or, um, you know, early when we were watching some of the, the other plays, you know, he was, you know, he used the arm over, 
um, use a rip technique. Like he's good at using his hands, uh, using his leverage to to, to disrupt plays. And I, I like that a lot. That's that's what you want from a defensive lineman, and he does it consistently. So, you know, if he if he does this all year, you know, there's going to be you know he's going to make a lot of plays. You know, throughout the year, to tell you the truth. He's a 315 pound ninja. I love it. Um, <laughs> so one, so I was, I'm going to go to Perry Nickerson. I thought he had a good game too. Uh, just for he came in for a couple of plays, and I don't know what you thought. So what I think happened on this taunting play, he had to say a, one of the few magic words that's going to get you a penalty, right? Um, but I, you know, it's this is another uh, Tampa two from from the Jets, and he's quick to get on to this uh, this this swing route right here. He actually makes you know a pretty good tackle. He, he wraps up, you know, aggressive. Uh, right, a nice like flexibility right there. He's on the ground. And he's then he gets it. That's like that's strength too. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess right here, like I, I thought it was a little soft, unless he said something that he shouldn't have said. Um, one of the words the ref. Well, see, out, like, okay, here, here's the thing. Because what he did was when he got up, the, barked out. Kind of, it's kind of like no, it's not even the barking. It's that little push while he's getting up and and the receipt, you know, and and I think that's uh, rig, uh, Riddick. Yeah, he's on the ground and he kind of pushes him. You know, when he gets up. I, it's really ticky tacky, and it's plus Theo's kicking at him. If you look at, yeah, look at it from, yeah, he if you look at it from the other angle, like yep. Theo's trying to kick him off. So yeah, I thought it, I thought that was ticky tacky. It's is. so soft. I hate yeah. the NFL sometimes, man. Like, listen, it's his first. I think it was just his first snap in the NFL, in an NFL game regular season at least. He's pumped up. He just made a he just made a good tackle, and like you said, he he uh, that he throws that knee right there. Right, um, and, then he, and then he pushes off of him. So, like, come on, just let him freaking play, man. Like, you're right. Really, that was yeah. Think. That wasn't just that wasn't just him. That was both of them. So you just you let that one go and you keep it moving. I mean, that's that way too soft. <laughs> I hate seeing plays like like listen, yeah, you know the ref, whatever. You listen, he, he probably never played football and you, he just doesn't understand. But like, it's his first play. Let him play. Like if that if that turned into the Jets losing the game because that was second down. It turns into third down. They kick a field goal, but instead the, the Lions score. And in turn, they lose the game because of that. Like, come on, because of a freaking – like, come on. Right. Stupid. Uh, yeah. What happened on this play, basically, I think it was Golden Tate right here, ran a, f- a flat route to, like, the front corner pylon. And then Stafford, I think he either tried to throw the ball, throw the ball away or try to give him a jump ball opportunity, and Tate gave up on the play. Nickerson makes a – Fantastic catch, good body control, good hands right there. One, and I hope my thing catches. I froze right there. Yeah. What is that? What is between his shoe and and like? Nothing. See, what I didn't like about this was that the review was so quick. So apparently they did call into the booth and they said, "Oh, it wasn't a catch," but one foot down, and maybe it was just like maybe his foot wasn't down there. I I think it was because you see the white, you see the blue. There's no, there's no like. Space. How do you, I don't, I don't know how they can say that his foot's not down there. I don't get it. And that's, I mean, that's completely down. Because now he's already rolling over to the side, of, to the side of the foot. So the yeah. toe's got to be down. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, yeah. That's a, <laughs> right there. There's a clear blue line. So he got screwed out of his first pick. This is an interception. That was so, a whole pick too. Yeah. He they, that, they got him on that one. His front. Yeah. His front of his foot, like side of his foot, hit. So. Yeah, he got screwed right here. He has possession of the ball. Perry Nickerson, whatever he ends up with, he ends up with two interceptions. We're giving him three, three, four, four, five. Wait, well, if you go back, I think what they may have, what they may have said, because you know the rule is, it's not like you got to have one down and drag the other one. So when he's when he's rolling over, see how the other one comes up. Yeah. So that's that's why they didn't give him the catch. 
That's the, that's the actual rule. You get you do you have to have two feet down. So you have to either be you have to have one down and drag the other one, you know, vice versa. So that's why they didn't give it to him. Screw the refs. I'm still getting interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But no, that's I why they didn't it. give it to him. That's the rule though. Yeah. Out, out of that, at least like if they explain that, but like just at least like re- give me a review, like a booth review. I saw this, I was like, what? Like you're not even gonna review this? Like, come on. Um, but uh, maybe they didn't have a, be- a better angle, like you said. Because when that foot goes down, that one comes up. But, like, it's – Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but moving on from uh, the Nickerson, one more play. The rush defense just in general, 15 rushes, 39 yards. They, they played really, really well, too. Um, and, obviously, the Lions could have really run the ball at the end of the game. But still, a uh, little bit – not even a three-yard average is always good. Uh, bad from the game, other than the duds. I said Beecham and Carpenter, maybe – um was the only you know play uh or I mean, the only other player who was like i guess like just okay but he shouldn't be even better or dud so moving on from that um the only i didn't like this play call i want to see what you think about this so this was on i don't, I don't know if what what down and distance this was i can't i don't know if it well, let me see. Um, regardless of what it was, this is the the lines when they opened up uh, that i see can i see right there oh so it's first and 10 yeah um I don't like this play call because you have four, you're blitzing seven versus five. And on a right. blitz, the, the, the goal of it is to get there quick, but you're going to try to get there quick and they're all wide open. So what is this? Yeah, I have no idea what this is. That's blown <laughs> coverage. That, Cause that, that doesn't even look right. That's yeah. That's a blown coverage. Yeah. So I, that's, that's blown everything. So somebody, somebody blitz who, who wasn't supposed to blitz. Somebody, so there's two things wrong with this. Somebody blitzed and they were they were supposed to, and somebody didn't drop like they were supposed to. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm trying to see where. I mean, I have to go back and look at it a little bit more. But yeah, that's that's a completely blown. That whole that entire call is blown. And then you know, that's Middleton what, yeah. misses the tackle too, right here. Right. He's too far out. He's too far outside, right there. You got to get a little bit more square than that. He he doesn't get. A, I don't know if he gets a hand. He doesn't get a hand on him. It doesn't look like. On no. the right there, he runs it for an easy touchdown. So that kind of sucked, um, and especially right after like halftime, the Jets were winning. Trust me, there was times like last year, the Jets were beating the Patriots like fourteen nothing. Went to half up, and then the third quarter comes. And I'm like, damn, and this is the first drive of the uh, of the third quarter. I was like, uh oh, seventeen seventeen, here we go. So, yeah. uh, but obviously the Jets answered probably their th- best third quarter in NFL history, or in their history at least. Um, so, uh, you know, it is what it is, but. I'm going to show the other play. I don't know why I didn't cue this up, but that play from um, the, uh, the, end, the end around or the type of end around from um, Anderson on that third and one of the 30-yard line, do you remember that? I got, I got to try to find it. I don't know why I didn't, like, cue it up. Oh, yeah, vaguely I remember it. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, so I have this. So I get what was supposed to happen here. Um, it's like a tight eye, so he's not, you know, tight eye, I mean, it's eye formation, it's usually like six and a half yards back. He's a little bit, he's obviously tighter, so it almost looks like a fullback dive type of thing. That's right. Um, so they, they want him to cheat inside, which, you know, I, listen. Oh, yeah, I remember this play. I hated this play. You're so, I, I get the play, I get what the play was supposed to be. You're motioning Anderson over, you're taking another uh, guy off the play side. If this was a different situation, like, I like the play call is not the situation it was called in. Um, because it's it's third and one. The Jets have been running the ball well. Just give it to Crowell here. 
Um, or even if Crowell gets stuffed, it's a 48-yard field goal. Instead, it ends up being a 10-yard loss. And why that is is because Sterling misses his crack block right here. So Sterling screws up this play. But regardless, so what was going to happen was Sterling's in a crack block there, and then Shell was just kind of like pulling and going to take like he's just like alley blocking he's going to block whoever's out there. And it would have worked if Sterling um, made this block, but he didn't. And the Jets got um, out of field goal range, and uh, they had a punt right here. So it sucked, but, you know. Yeah, but this play is so I, – I didn't like it, one, just because of – I mean, it's 30 and one. And then, two, you ran – you basically ran everybody back into the play. And when I say that is, like, I mean, initially, yes, the play looks good, but, but once the ball is stepping, Robbie's coming back around, defense has numbers, and they're in all the gaps. I mean, even the backside linebacker has Correll covered, and the outside linebacker on, on the backside has Correll covered. So, you know, just flowing to the ball because of the penetration, you know, by the by the lines, you know, whether it be from the front or the linebackers outside, whether they made the block or not, I don't know if, if Robbie makes, you know, gets the first down either way just because, you know, they, they you know, the lines defensively have, you know, they had the advantage and, and have, you know, they made, you know, they penetrated a lot of scrimmage. So I just didn't like how they ran the lines defense you know kind of into the play you know you yeah. know, looking at it so that's why i didn't like it it's a little bit too fancy for me like yeah it's 31 dude just like yeah and if you're gonna run you know if you're gonna do all the smoke and mirrors like you said just give it hand it to you know corral up the gut you know just run just, just or, run a dive or, like. or even do the classic tom brady and just do a qb sneak right here like he right if, you know right. so if he was shooting a little bit over to this to this left side he just dive right through this a gap it's pretty much wide open they both have uh inside leverage in the a gap um, or they have a gap leverage on the on the defenders on the defensive right. line. So yeah. I did. Yeah, I'm with you. It's too fancy. I, that's why I did. it just it was too much for third and one. I mean, and Robbie Anderson's not a guy who gets yak. So unless he's obviously wide open, he can outrun somebody. But breaking tackles, lane things like that, he's not that player. So if it's a new one, it would be a little bit better. But like, come on, I did, I did not like the play, and I was pretty butthurt about it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Moving on, special teams, too. We have to give special teams some, some love. Uh, Lackland average, you look at it, he had like a 30-something yard average, but very accurate this game. He pinned the line inside the 10, I believe, twice. Um, almost, I think, was actually inside the 5. So he, he played really, really well. Andre Roberts, it, it was hard not to give him a, uh, a stud for this game. Anybody who gets three returns for 137 yards, long of 78, Every right. return was twenty plus yards. He he, he was balling. So, yeah. uh, I you know, and I'll, I'll bring up two plays of him just to, like give some special teams love. But one, this play was great from Brooks right here. If you look at if you look at Brooks, uh, he, he's blocking this, uh, which is probably a gunner. But I didn't want to record the entire special teams play. But he blocks him here, and he he keeps on his block, which you know uh, is good. And he takes out three guys because of that block. Well, he takes out two, but he. He takes out three technically because he uh, gives, you know, uh, Roberts a, a lane on this guy where he's not going to be able to catch up because he hits him. So he takes out three guys in one play. Um, and I like how, how Roberts uh, is pressing the inside right there. He gets the, the team to run to the inside, the, uh, the uh, cover team, and then he breaks back to the outside. And he gets a good game. He almost hit the touchdown here. If, if Pete took an angle a little bit further outside, blocked him there, uh, maybe he could have cut inside farther, and and Brooks took this backside guy. Then maybe it could have been a touchdown, but still, overall, I, you know, good play for the special teams unit. Oh yeah, no doubt. Put the film up. Oh yeah. See, I told you it was gonna. I told you it was gonna happen. <laughs> I guaranteed it was gonna happen. 
Uh, so look, I was talking about Brooks right here. Yeah. Brooks into, th- into three. Yes, and then, yeah, uh, no doubt. Yep. yeah, so Peak blocked this punter maybe a little bit earlier, and then Brooks took this backside guy run from the – from the uh, from behind, it would have been better, but uh, yeah. So yeah, no, it's still your return, you know. And, and I mean, they, I mean, you look at the teams; they did a good job of getting their blocks quick, and and Robert does a good job of finding space and you know, making the play. So, but no, you know, his he had a he had a really good game. I mean, you almost you know he you almost want to call it great, you know. But he I would call it great, yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, he really he did a really good job of you know returns and talking about twenty plus returns, you know, twenty you know yards of return, you know that's you can you can't ask for anything better than that. Yeah, and this is the uh, the return touchdown again, and so and people, this is why people are oh well, why carry Roberts? He's you know thirty years old. He's the best punt returner the Jets or returner in general the Jets have had since probably I'm not just like blown up, but they had Josh Krebs, who's older, probably since Leon Washington. Uh, he he's he's consistent. He catches the ball. He's always getting ten yards or so. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a really good returner again here. He's pressing the inside. He yep. sees the uh, the lane right here. Takes that lane. He breaks. He's not a guy who's like super strong, but with arm tackles, he's shifting. He's able to break them. Um, so good, good, uh, good return right here. And then again, like great. Ba- I don't know how he stayed in bounds here. He, he's already tight roping. He gets right. right there. So look how his foot was so close right there. Uh, that's what we call it a game of inches. This is centimeters. So he he stays in bounds there. Tight ropes. And again, another another hit right there, and he still stays in bounds. I was I was going nuts right there. I really thought he set that out of bounds, but uh review came up i was freaking out so that was the first jets uh it in the same quarter they scored 31 points they had their first return touchdown since 2012 mm-hmm. their same uh their, their their first defensive interception or just defensive touchdown since uh, 2013 antonio allen picked off uh brady so oh no great return i mean like you said and the thing when you that you ask returners to do is you either gotta make one person miss or you gotta break one tackle so here he he didn't have to make anybody miss, but he broke the one tackle, you know, and got out of open space. And from there, you, you know, you got to be an athlete, you know, which is what he did. So he had, and I'm with you. I don't know how he stayed in bounds on that. I for sure thought he was he was going to be knocked out of bounds, but yeah, you know, that's, that's great strength. You know, that shows great strength and balance, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it was a great return. Yeah. So uh, moving on to, I think we have a couple more plays. We'll get into some other things. Uh, this is so. This is like a. I just brought this up because I like the play design. I would call this a Texas. But overall, I like Morton's game, uh, minus like that, that end around. I thought he, you know, he put a lot of players in motion, which helps the quarterback, you know, diagnose man versus zone. Got his playmaker in the space with the, the Anunua touchdown. Tight end screens, a bunch of different calls, mixed up run and pass well. A lot of flat flat routes or clear out routes. Uh, like I said, got his playmakers in space. He assisted the left side of the line on run plays with Tom, Tomlinson was on the left side a lot. A lot of 12 personnel. Yep. Um, Thirteen personnel to help out the offensive line. So I, I, I really like the, the the plays. I like the play design, and on this play too, which I, I call this Texas. I don't know if you call this, um, but it's a cover three, and Quincy Newell's in the backfield. And he's he's pressing the outside. You know, taking an outside angle, which is this this uh, outside linebacker is going to his, his exit angle in the curl to flat zone. Yeah. Um, which he's supposed to do, and and Newell cuts inside on the angle route. There's no way this linebacker is staying with him. And this um, inside breaking, basically seam route from um, Sterling is holding this this uh, hook zone inside, or he's, he's holding him a little bit deep, and it yep. opens up the uh, angle route for Anunwa. So I, I like that play design. I, I do, and I think that was um, I think that was yeah, it was third and six. So I like that play. Yeah, no, that was a good play design. And, and I mean, if you think about it, it's just I mean, it's like a rub route in a sense because when you're 
uh, when you're holding the, the hook, the curl player, you know, allowing the new wide to, you know, come back up the knees and catch it exactly where the hook curl player is supposed to be, especially on third and six. Um, you know, the, you know, that was a, a good, you know, that was creative in the way that the play was run. Now, mm-hmm. from the line side of it, what the coach is going to tell him, like, hey, it's third and six. Uh, one, he's too deep because it's third and six. Uh, two, yeah. he should be, yeah, two, he should be, push, you know, he should be funneling, he should be pushing the guy you know, outside rerouting him and breaking up, you know, on the, on the angle right by Nunwa. So that would be his coaching point, but, but the Jets did a good job of recognizing it and, and making the play design, making it tough on the lines and picking up the first. Oh yeah. I didn't even realize it was, it's cover three buzz. Um, yeah. yeah. I didn't say that. So it's cover, it's cover three buzz and they're, and they're attacking that, that buzz defender, uh, Robert, some people call it cover three, Robert call it cover three buzz, like call it cover one or when it's cover one, I call it robber. Uh, but so moving on, um, other, other from this game, the Jets had seven penalties for 49 yards, which that's not a bad, I'll, t- I'll take that almost every game. I don't think that's a bad number, maybe a little bit less on the penalties, but only 49 yards. It's not, it's really not bad. Uh, and one of them was a BS 15 yard penalty or whatever it was on, on Nickerson. So really like six penalties. Um, I, I would take that I, as a coach, like it's something I don't really pay attention to, but like, what are you looking for for penalty numbers? Obviously you're going to say oh, you want zero penalties, but it's unrealistic. So like, what's, what do you think that yeah, I mean, threshold is? I mean, like, I mean, they're like two or three a game. I mean, okay, so seven's maybe a little bit too much then. Or, let's yeah, say seven. uh, yeah, seven's too much. I mean, you probably only want like two or three. Okay, you well. Know, you know you're going to get like two or three, and that's kind of the max that you'd like to get. Okay. You know, anything, and really anything over five is. Too much? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty much on the seven. So, I'm probably just being a, a, a Jets fan who's seen the Jets get 13 penalties for 100. <laughs> I've literally seen the Jets get like 13 penalties for 150 yards in games. Did you see – the Raiders game in the first half, I think they had like oh, 12 penalties yeah. for 120 it's yards, whatever it was. Yeah. Some of that was on the refs, though. Some of that was, was like out of control, though. Yeah. It really was. A lot of those plays they could have let go. They really you're blaming the refs. You expect to have a fine in your mailbox, Mr. Martin. That's fine. Yeah. Send me the pit X. All right. So, uh, um, anything else from this game you want to recap until we go into some um, Jets, Dolphins, and some other topics? Or anything else you want to talk about, discuss? Nah, man, that's it. You know, I'm a coach, so great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, was very impressed with with you know a lot of you know a number of players. You know, on the team, I thought they played well. You know, as a unit, and I thought it was definitely you know there was no one individual that stood out. You know, it was a complete yeah. team game, and that's how that games are going to have to be. Mm-hmm. To tell you the truth, is, you know, they don't have you know the quote unquote superstar you know on their team. You know, they don't, you know like a Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown. They, you know, the Jets don't have that you know, at this point. So all their games are going to have to be, you know, one, you know, as a unit. And, you know, that was a perfect example when everything comes together, what they're capable of doing. So you got to see if they take this, you know, into the next game against Miami, the division game. So, you know, it's, you know, you're trying to get a leg up. If you're trying to make a playoff run, you know, out the gate and what better way to start than with the, with the little baby fans. Yeah, uh, so like, I guess I guess like the other news, like you know, I said before, the Jets cut Ben Braden. They got Kevin Pierre Lewis, who I think is going to play over Hewitt. I think Hewitt's like a, a decent like role type player, like backup guy. But Kevin Pierre Lewis offers something in coverage and athleticism that Hewitt doesn't. So I'm excited to see uh, Kevin Pierre Lewis back after his one game suspension for I forget what exactly it was. I think it was PEDs, but don't quote me on that because I don't want to say he was suspended for something he wasn't. Um, right. So moving on to the Jets Dolphins game. Uh, Jets want to know Dolphins are one to know they beat the Titans in a 17 hour game. Jesus, uh, that was ridiculous, man. Yeah. So they, that was a 27 to 20. 
the Titans looked like ass. I just they were bad, and I really thought that the outside zone would help Derrick Henry. That's why I drafted him in my fantasy leagues. He didn't look good either. So, but he's a guy who like needs a bulk of carries to get going. He's one of those type of running backs. Right, right. I didn't. Yeah, that didn't. I don't know if it was because of the rain delay or or delays. <laughs> I should say. Or situation. like, have you ever been in that situation? That that that's obviously if I touch the ball, it's completely different. But I mean, we when we. When we actually went to uh, – but it wasn't that long of a de- delay. We got caught in the rain when we played Tampa in – what year is that? When Al Groh was the head coach. Um, okay. You know, we got – it was raining, and we were, while we were out there stretching, it actually started raining. Like, it was pouring down while we were stretching, and Tampa didn't even come out. We were already out. And so we just finished up the stretch, and then we had to go in. We didn't get caught in anything like this, though, where like three hours and four hours, I mean – at that point, you almost want to call the game, but Tennessee didn't look like the team that I thought that that I was expecting no, to see. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I mean, they really didn't, you know, play. I mean, even though they lost twenty-seven to twenty, but you can look at it from a different standpoint of they still look like garbage, and they still only lost by seven. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah I mean, to be honest with you, so maybe they are as good as what we think. You know, that was just one of those games where they didn't they didn't put it together. I think they have a they have a solid roster too. Like it isn't a team I expect to be like nine and seven, ten and six type of team, maybe. Um, but I, I think I think Marcus Mariota, I think he's a quarterback who is just average. I think you could get you could do much better than Marcus Mariota. Like the, I remember the first year he was like whatever it was, like he was he didn't throw an interception in the red zone for a while. Like he was really good in the red zone, but he's he just kinda looked eh, like I'm not I'm not super impressed with Marcus Mariota. Winston too, like the number one and two pick and people are saying, you know, Jets should have gotten them both, which yeah, they probably should have, but their careers I don't know if they're gonna be starters in a year or two. Um I don't think I, I definitely don't no, think Winston. No, nah, they no, nah, they will just because Winston's actually not bad. Uh he, he just honestly he needs to he's kinda like what do you think about the whole uh, eat, eating the W thing? Did you see that? Yeah, that's weird. That, I, I don't know what that was. That was some weird. Yeah, Did that get you pumped up going into a game? Absolutely not. No, yeah. I don't know what that was. Yeah, that was that was just weird. Um, but that just shows kind of where his maturity level is. That's one of the things that he needs to work on. You know that, and some of the mistakes that he makes. And, and he's for whatever reason he's kind of a slow starter. Uh, you know he needs to start a little quicker in games. And with Mariota, you. You you already know what kind of quarterback that he is. So offensively, they've got to find ways to get, you know, and you don't want to necessarily do this, but he needs to play – his style of play needs to be more like Alex Smith's style of play. If you look at Alex Smith and Mariota, they're kind of the same guy, in my in my opinion. That's why I, I picture them as uh, – picture Mariota as. So, I mean, so I, I, and I like Mariota. He just has to, you know, be able to have that game plan. And, you know, I think he'll be a little bit more successful doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't understand this. Neither do they. That's why they're looking. They're like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you see this at the W. Right. <laughs> like, oh it was bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, – yeah, nobody <laughs> understood that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was bad. But looking at Miami's roster, uh, Tannenhill, I, I think he's an average type of guy too. When the Jets play him, I've never been super, super impressed. I think he's pretty accurate. But in terms of, like, mental processing, things like that, um, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of him. Sixth year. This is a sixth year playing now. Last year he's obviously injured. Uh, overall in his career, 108 yards. Or 108 yards. 108 touchdowns. Uh, 68 interceptions. He's 
I, I think he's average. I think he's a replaceable player as well. Obviously, it's a quarterback, so you're not just going to replace him. You're not going to cut him and then try to draft a guy. You replace him when you have another guy uh, already, you know, waiting in the wings. But I'm not, I'm not really afraid of Tannenhill. Uh, yeah, neither, yeah, neither am I. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I just haven't really been a big Tannenhill fan. I mean, even come, even him, you know, when he came out of Ant and I just, I don't know, he just hadn't shown me enough to make uh, me think that okay. You're worth the $94 million or whatever it was that they gave you to be the starting no. quarterback in Miami. I just – I don't really see it right now. Now, over the last 10 years, minus Sam Darnold, I'd love to have Tannehill on the team. Yeah, he's probably the best quarterback we have since since uh, Mark Sant- – or not <laughs> uh, – since uh, Chad Pennington. But he's still – I think he's a replaceable player. I think if you're at the top of the draft, he's, he's a guy who you can draft a, a quarterback and hope that they, they're better than him. He's not a guy who you're not – you're just going to avoid quarterbacks altogether. He's replaceable. I think he's okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm not. I'm not in fear of him now. With the running backs, looking at them, Kenyon Drake. He's he's fast as hell. So you have to worry a little bit about the Jets linebackers versus him, swing routes, angle routes, whatever it may be. Right. Um, but at the same time, I think minus the linebackers, I think Lee does have good speed, but he takes some bad angles sometimes. Overall, I think the Jets match up well with the running backs because the Jets defense swarms. They are fast defense and they are an aggressive defense. Um, so I'm not too, too worried about it, but I guess it's a little bit of tiny of a worry. And then Frank Gore, who is still a decent running back. He's like 45,000 years old, but he's still, he's still decent. I'm not, I'm not afraid of a run. I'm, listen, I get he's smart and he picks his angles well and he presses the hole and he cuts. Like I, I get all that stuff. So he's smart, but right. I'm not afraid of Frank Gore. I, it's just, so what do you think about the running backs? No, I like the running backs. Um, I like Kenyon Drake. Um, you know, he's definitely young enough coming in, like you said, he, he's definitely fast. Uh, yeah. In the passing game, you know, he could have posed some matchup problems. Um, and yeah, but it, it's hard not to like Frank Gore, you know, you know, like you said, veteran presence. But he doesn't do anything, but he never really has. If you look at his, even his career in San Francisco, he hasn't just been the guy where you get these, like, overly amazing plays, but you consistently get, you know, get really good plays out of him. And you consistently get good games out of him. And that's, I think, why his career has, you know, has yeah. played out the way it is and why he was able to be successful and have a long career, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not doing too much, knowing when to go down, um, you know, making a tough yards in his early years. But, you know, he's still a solid back, you know, you know even at his age. That's what I thought, that's what I thought Revis is going to be good for a really long time because he's, he's a technician. Um, but to be honest, he, he just looked like he, he, he tapped out. Uh, he did. Um, but you know, uh, after that, after that Hopkins game, 2015, it was downhill from there. Cause then he got toasted by Sammy Watkins a couple of weeks after that in Buffalo, that week 17 game. Um, but looking at the receivers too, like, Oh, listen, I, I, I like Drake and I'm afraid of Drake a little bit, but, um, they're, they're, I don't know. Devontae Parker, he's like the third or fourth guy right now. Kenny Stills beat buzzer screen bad last year. But he's still not like an upper echelon receiver. He's fast. Right. Danny Amendola is Danny Amendola. He, he had Brady, so Brady looks everybody make uh, look better. Albert Wilson, Jakeen Grant, fast, but it's it's a group. Of, again, I'm not I'm not overly concerned about the Miami's receiving core. Yeah, I'm not either. To tell you the truth, um, I mean I like Danny, but you know, like you said, we all know what Danny is. Um, you know, and, and Kenny Seals is still – now, Kenny Seals has the potential to be, you know, a good wide receiver. You know, he has all the tools. He just hadn't – you know, he just hasn't – you know, hasn't gotten there yet. Uh, still waiting on, Defo- you know, Devontae Parker to have that breakout. 
I think it might be out. Yeah, we're still waiting, still waiting on the light. You know, still waiting on the light bulb to come on. Yeah. You know, to tell you the truth, I mean, physically he has everything. You know, it's just there's something else that's just not there where, you know, it's not there. And, and right now, uh, I mean, they use Jakeem and, and Wilson, you know, sparingly. You know, Jakeem more so, on, you know, they try to use him, I guess, like he's more of a Tavon Austin kind of guy. And I hate mm-hmm. labeling guys like that because I hate gadget guys. Yeah. You know, that's why you see on Twitter. I can't, yeah, I can't stand that. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, you know, but, but here's the thing Jakeem's fast too now, you know, 4 140. So, you know, when he when he does come in, you know, you better be alert, you know, for something because something's coming. So, <laughs> you know, but as a group, uh, yeah, nothing really, you know, just really stands out. So I, I don't I don't think the secondary or the linebackers have any any trouble with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on from that tight end group, AJ Derby, Mike Kosecki. Mike Kosecki is basically a glorified receiver um, coming out of college. AJ Derby, AJ Derby. Just, I don't I don't know. I'm not afraid of them either. So. And I'm not getting cocky after the Lions game. Oh, Lions yeah, no, 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 this tight, no, better no the, tight end, the tight end group is very average. They really are. I think the running backs are average. I think the tight ends, I mean, the wide receivers are below average. I think the tight ends are whatever. Uh, looking at the offensive line, Laramie Tunsil's been, he's been decent. He would have been the number one or two pick, but hey, 15 minutes before the draft starts, you get caught with, uh, you know, a bong on your face. Uh, not right. so good for your, uh, your image and all that stuff. So he dropped. Um, and then moving on from that, Josh Sitton, he's a four-time Pro Bowl. He's a little bit older now, but he's still, I think, a good player. Yep. Dan Kilgore they traded for um, in the offseason. He's okay center. Jesse Davis, eh. Uh, Juwan James is okay. So their offensive line, I think, is average. Um, and that's, that's about it, too. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I think – I definitely think the Jets can take – you know, I think, I think they can take advantage of, of mm-hmm. this offensive line. I really do. Yeah, you know, I, I think they're going to run it on them. Yeah, I, I don't think they have any any issues. Uh, you know, I, not not running on them. We're gonna but, stop the run. Yeah, we're gonna stop the run. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna have any issues. You know, with the Miami running game at all. Yeah, I, th- I think the way to attack this offense too, like Tannehill, I think like the accuracy, but his processing slow uh, speed is slow. And the, when the Jets blitz Tannehill over the like since he's been with the Dolphins, we sack the, the hell out of Tannehill. Or oh yeah, they pressure him. He and he throws the ball away. So I, I think the Jets are gonna blitz the hell out of him. I really do. No, that would be my that would be my game plan against him. Uh, yeah, truth. Yeah, I I pressure him with the be zone pressures, man pressures. I'd always have. I would probably always have an extra guy coming every time. Five, like every single five play. Yeah, yeah, like every play. I'm sending one guy, two guy, mm-hmm. and then you know having the ability to mix it up. Uh, you know, just because of the personnel the Jets have. Yeah, I, I'd be. I'd I'd probably miss this dude like every other play. Yeah, he's just. <laughs> yeah, he, he panics, man. He does. He's he's mobile, but he panics. Uh. So looking, moving on to the defense. Uh, so this is what I'm afraid. This is what I don't like. Their defensive ends, their pass rushers. Cam Wake yeah. is 36, but he still beats the hell. I think last year he had three and a half sacks against against the Jets. Beat up Brandon Shell, so it's a big test for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Haynes, I think, is decent too. Robert Quinn is one of the fastest. He's like 270, really, really fast. Yeah. Um, four three end. Charles Harris is a, is a young guy who's pretty good too. So. This is this is my biggest concern with their team is is their outside pass rush. Yeah, and and all four of those guys are good, especially even though Quake you know wakes a little early, a little excuse me, a little older. Uh, yeah, he's still a really good DN, and then you know they they get Robert Quinn to trade from the Rams. Uh, you, you know the kind of production you know productivity he had up there. So you know they're, they're solid up front. You know you, you know with their their defensive ends. Yeah, yeah. So 
I think the Jets are going to do some you know, 12 personnel, 13 personnel, and help out their guys too um, with these guys because you look, move on to the other parts of the defense. I think the Jets can run to the middle. I don't think they're, they're a terrible group. Jordan Phillips, uh, Akeem Spence, and however you say this guy's last name, I know who he is, God Chucks, whatever uh, his name is. I've heard of them. So I think they have a decent interior defensive line, but I don't think it's anything that's going to stop the Jets from. from yeah. Yeah. Off. I mean, those guys, are, they are anything special. I mean, they all, you know, as a group, they get the job done, uh, yeah. you know, but they're, you know, they're not, you know, it's, it's not like you're playing Linville Joseph or somebody like that. You know, I mean, these guys are, uh, they're probably, you know, all three of them have, you know, one or two, you know, good skill sets, but as a group, yeah. uh, you know, they can get the job done. So that's, that's the kind of group that you get, you know, from their interior. And then uh, moving on to the to the linebackers, Rayquan McMillan, fast guy, young guy, hasn't proven a ton, but still um, nothing to to you know lose some sleep over. And then you have the outside linebackers with uh, Jerome Baker, Kiko Alonso. Um, I I don't like Kiko Alonso. I think he's soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerome ba- Baker is a guy or backer uh, is a guy. I don't. I never even really heard of him, so I'm not too sure if he. Play, you know, listen, he could he could be better than than I know, but I haven't heard of him. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too afraid of the outside, but the linebacker group either. I, I, like I said, I think they're a pretty average team other than a, in a few areas. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, those two, I mean, Kiki, uh, Kiki, Kiko Alonso is, um, Are you thinking Drake? I mean, he, yeah, I mean, but he's, um, I mean, he's athletic. I'll give him that. Um, and he's, he has the ability to make a lot of plays, especially when we're talking about running out of tackles, you know, things like that. Yeah. It's soft, uh, tell you the truth. But I think some of that is because, you know, he's not, you know, he's not one of those linebackers. You know, he's not really a heavy. You know, he's only like two twenty five or like something like that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's you know, he's pretty light, uh, two thirty or shit. You know, whatever. So he's not a banger. You know, he's more the you know run you down. You know, kind of tackle guy. Has a lot of lot of athleticism. So like you said, I mean, that nobody. You know, just you know, there's one or two guys that actually stand out, but you know, everybody else is just kind of average, you know, or below average. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's you know. That's kind of how you know I see their entire defense. You know, to tell you the truth, um, and their offense is kind of yeah, yeah, and their offense, yeah. So I mean, I mean, their corners are good. You know, their corners are decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, both Howard and McCain. You know, I actually like both of them. Rashad Jones is good. T.J. McDonald is is that you know he's a you know a vet player who's actually pretty good, but he's more of an in the box guy than anything else. Uh, mm-hmm. Safety, uh, and still haven't seen. I know Miko only played half of the game. Like 60% snaps. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. But, um, I mean, he just don't know what he is yet, you know, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I do like the second, like Rashad Jones, I like him. I I think you I think you like Xavier Howard and McCain better than I do, just from, like, watching. I think they're, I think they're okay, but, we'll, you know, we're going to have different opinions. Um, I think they're okay. Uh, yeah. No, but, no, I didn't say no. They're, they're not great. I'm just saying I, I, I like them. They're, yeah, yeah, they're on his team. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah, they're decent. But Rashad Jones is a pro ball safety. He's really right, good. no doubt. Yeah, Hugh McDonald is. I think he's decent. Uh, he was out there in free agency for a little bit, so there's obviously some issues that teams don't like with him. I haven't watched a ton of film on him, but I've, I've seen him play a little bit. Nick Fitzpatrick at, from Bama. He's a rookie, so it's not like he's going to. You know, he's not Earl Thomas yet, but I think he has the potential to be a really good. Uh, you know, safety in this league. And just news that came out actually. Uh, Josh, is it Sidney or Sutton? Uh, he's he's out for the year for the Dolphins with a torn rotator cuff. He's actually not playing for the Dolphins' offensive Ooh. line now. Yeah, so uh, he's out. So that's the best offensive – or probably their number one or two offensive line on the team, so that, that hurts them a lot in this game, uh, especially when we said we both want to blitz them. Um, right. But, yeah, so 
like you said, kind of wrapping up the roster. I, I think it's I think it's average in, in a lot of areas, minus like a couple guys in the secondary and the, and the pass rush. So I'm not I'm really not terrified of them. I think the Jets, the Jets had a, a bad team last year. They played hard, but they were a bad team. Uh, didn't have a ton of playmakers. They beat the crap out of them the first game at home, and then the second game they should have won, but they they choked at the end. Um, so I'm, I'm not terrified. Um, but you know, overall, like, what do you think? You know, any other game plan type things that you uh you know, you want to throw out there that you think the judge should do or ways to attack them or weaknesses or any, anything? Uh, not really. I mean, usually, you know, from, I guess, defensively. Yeah. Put more, you know, put as much pressure as you can on Tannehill, on, uh, uh, you know, whether that's by just the front four, you know, from a natural rush or, you know, different blitz packages and, and you know, whether it be out of, you know, zone or, or man, you know, pressures you can do either or. Um you know, other than that, I, you know, I would say that to you the truth. And just yeah. because of who the wideouts are, now here's the thing, they're going to end up playing just because of the speed of the wideouts. You probably don't want to get it caught. You probably don't want to get caught in too much man because even though Stills and Grant and Devontae Parker, they, you know, they may, they haven't given you a lot of productivity and aren't the best route runners right now. Kenny Stills is actually a decent route runner, yeah. but they're all fast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't, you know, sometimes you don't want to get caught in too much man-to-man, you know, in too much man-to-man when you have speed, you know, as a group like that. Uh, and particularly when you have somebody like a Damian Mandola um, or even a team, you know, Jakeem Gray, where you can put in a slide and just run crossing routes on you all day, you know, and, and over routes and things like that, and you're chasing all day. You know, that's you know, that's kind of, you know, eventually that gets, you know, that gets tough as the game goes on. So I, I, I would say that. Uh, offensively, when you are running the ball, uh, just because you are running that, you are playing a team that you know that they both they have good pass rushers. Yeah. Usually, what I like to do is I like to run at pass rushers because they don't want to play the run. They don't want to play the run a whole lot. There's not too many, mm-hmm. you know, pass rushers that you know they're worried about getting sacks that are actually good run stoppers. So yeah, the best like Mac and yeah. Hill, like the top right. tier guys. Right. Yeah. So the best plan of attack is the right. You know, is to run right at the guy because he's only worried about passing. And you give him. And the offensive line can give him looks where he thinks his pass, but you're actually running at him. So mm-hmm. that would be, you know, that would be, you know, kind of my my game plan going into it, you know, from a running perspective. And and the Dolphins play a lot of man too now. They play a lot of man, play a lot of three. Uh, I just I know that because I I know the secondary coach, but they, they so they play a lot of man and and uh you know you know mixing like a little bit of three, a little bit of quarters, or whatever. So yeah. really the similar game plan that they ran against Detroit. Is probably what you're going to see, you know, against Miami as well. Yeah, uh, I think I think the Jets are like almost like a like I, last year when I like t- tallied it up. I think it's because they didn't have as strong as a pass rush. But I, th- I thought the Jets were like 60-40 zone team. I think they're they're almost like a split zone man. They don't. A lot of people like the misconception is like the Jets run a lot of man. The Jets, I think, if if I had to, I would say they run more zone than they do man. So right, um, they run some man, but a lot their defense is a lot of like cover three. You see some Tampa two mixed in, and then the cover one is usually what they're what they're running when they're running that uh that those man looks. That's you know, but regardless. Uh, so moving on, I, and I wrote down some things. You know, same things as last game. Establish the run game, setting up the play action for Sam Donald, get some guys cheating up. Establish that um, creative play calls, just like last game, mixing up the run and pass blitz channel, like we said. You know, attack their uh, their linebackers. I think with like levels type um, concepts over the middle, because I don't really think they're that strong there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, limit the penalties. They had seven last week, which was really six. Hopefully we can see like three or four this week or only three or four. Uh, create turnovers again. 
And um, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Looking at the Jets' perspective for injuries, uh, Josh Moore, I don't think Josh Moore playing, which he, it's not a huge loss, let's be honest. And right. Marcus May is – I don't think he's going to play either, which kind of sucks. I want to see him and Jamal Adams. But at this point in time, you're looking at the future of May. You want him to be healthy for long term, so don't rush him back in there. Especially in Middleton minus like one tackle – uh, he played relatively well. He didn't get beat, which for, for secondary, just like offensive line at times, it's pretty good. So if you don't notice him, it's, it's mostly a good thing. Um, so the, those two guys are going to be missing. They are getting cursed back, who we like more than other people. So I'm happy for, for that for sure. Um, but any other thoughts? And then give, me your, give me your score prediction here. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go hmm. – I think it'll be uh, – I think it's going to be uh, – because <laughs> this, this is in, – in, I mean, I don't think this game is going to – it's definitely gonna, not going to be how the game was last week. You know, it's going to be like a – it's probably going to be like a 28-21 game or a 28-24 All right. Jets win. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with – I'm gonna go with 28-24. Yeah. So my original this prediction, like, I so I think I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna change this by one point because I don't think they're gonna kick three, four, yeah, four field goals. I'm gonna say Jets 31, Dolphins 20. Okay. Um, I like the matchup against the Dolphins roster. I think the stadium is gonna be the loudest it's been in in a long time. Um, I don't like Tannehill. I think their team is just average, and I think the Jets are gonna come with a lot of energy. And this is gonna prove a lot for the Jets because. After a big win on Monday Night Football, you're going to hope they don't come out flat versus the Dolphins in their home opener, which hopefully they won't because it's a home opener. And the fans are right. Crazy. But you see a lot of young teams, inexperienced teams, have a really good game, come back, and suck the next week because they're just too high and low. Like, you, don't, you want to see a consistency. So right. I, I think they win this game. I think it's a new error. I think the Jets win by, by, by 11 points here, a comfortable two-score win. Um, hopefully, you know – Let's just say I hope the Jets win by three or more and the total game is over 44 and a half points. No specific reason, again. So <laughs> uh, I was freaking – last week I almost won $300. If if the Raiders scored that field goal that they missed or card in through all those inter- interceptions and stuff, I needed, I needed three more points in that game. I won $300. Like, damn. Um, but last week in terms of picking the games, uh, we both picked the Falcons. They looked terrible in the red zone uh, versus the Eagles. They lost 18 to 12. Yeah. Uh, you picked the Chiefs. I picked the Chargers. The Chiefs won 38 to 28. You called it. Um, we both picked the Panthers, who beat the Cowboys 16 to 8. Dak Prescott looked really, really bad. Uh, yeah. Just missing easy, easy throws. There was like fans like recording plays and screaming at the TV. Like, some funny stuff I saw. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw some of that stuff too. Yeah, he's like, "What the f- are you doing?" Like yelling, like because he missed Cole Beasley, who was wide open. Wide him. open. I think yeah. it was like a hitch or a slant or a snag, whatever it was. And then the last game we picked was uh, Broncos Seahawks. Broncos won. 27 to 24 we both picked the broncos um this week i put some bonus games in because i thought there was a ton of good games this week i i, I really did um we're gonna pick like seven games screw it who cares we both picked okay. the jets um first game we're picking oh i bought your so i'm three and two you're four and one i always keep the uh the tally of of uh of uh what you know the records are for the for the end of the year so um like i said you are up a game on me right now um so, first game we're picking, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Panthers at Falcons. Falcons, I feel bad for Falcons fans because, one, they 
they blew it to a 28 to three lead in the, in the Patriots game. Uh, Kyle uh, Shanahan leaves the next year. They don't look as good this year. They're supposed to have like a bounce back playoff year. Deion Jones and Keanu Neal out before you yeah. blink, you know? Yeah, that's going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> mm. That's a tough pick just because, yeah. I mean, I mean, Carolina looks where well, the running, I mean, running the ball, especially Cam Newton. I mean, they, they actually look really good against Dallas. I mean, if that's, that's kind of the gauge and, and offensively Dallas didn't look that good. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the Falcons on this one. All right. Tell you the truth. I mean, I know because now you, you, the only reason why I say that is really because of that reason. Dallas was kind of the gauge for Carolina, you know, <laughs> you, know yeah. you know, so, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, what I'm going off of. And, and the Panthers, it's not that they, it's not that they necessarily struggled against Atlanta, but if they're going to play that kind of grinded out game against, you know, against the Falcons, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, but, but Carolina's front, I mean, it's still good. And the Falcons' offensive line, you know, you know, they didn't look that good against Philly. That's, I mean, that's a tough game to pick, but I go, I go, you know, I go with Atlanta anyway. Yeah. Atlanta, please run Devontae Freeman more. Uh, and he was, I think he was, he was hurt, though. He had, like, I know, a knee issue. I yeah. know, I know. Kevin Coleman did good, you know. Him, yeah, but, no, I'm, I'm talking about fantasy reasons. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. So, him and freaking Fournette, man. I had Fournette in that game. One game I lost by two points, and Fournette went in like, the, the second quarter. Like, damn. Uh, the, the, only, the reason I'm picking the Falcons over the Panthers is really for one reason. Two reasons. The Falcons are home. I think it's a pretty even game. But I just don't see their corners being able to match up with, with Julio. I, didn't Julio, like, that one game, like, 250 yards against the Falcons? Yeah. I mean, uh, against the Panthers? Yeah, and that was with the drop bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So I just don't. I don't think they can match up well. And Julio, uh, he's he's a beast, man. Uh, yeah. Next game. This is. I probably think this is the best game of the week. Um, Packers at home Sunday one o'clock against the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings on this one all day. All Not, day. And, and, yeah. And here's why. All right. Chicago. Chicago's defense is good, especially with the addition of Mac. Their defense was already good. I think last year they were the ninth ranked best defense in the league last year. They just didn't have any offense. Well, you add Max, so now that automatically kind of catapults you up to, like, top five. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so they were – you know, they're solid on defense. And if Minnesota overall is the best defense in the league, which, you know, arguably we can kind of say um, – you know, you say the top uh, – because for – so for me, I'm just curious. I, I would go – I would go Jags, Vikings, Rams. Do you agree with that? Or would you put it a little bit different? Uh, defensively? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean yeah. – I mean now, but like I said, now you got to kind of throw the Bears in there now. I mean, and I know three with those guys. I mean, they're not far behind. That's why I said they're probably five now. Who's I mean, four? I'll tell you the truth. I mean, had it not been for here's the thing: when it, it, it just depends on how well Aaron Rodgers looks, you know, coming off of off of the knee injury. You know, when you're you, when you're playing in the game and you get hurt and you have like a little injury or something like that, usually your adrenaline. You're already warm. They can kind of carry you through. So there's a lot, a lot going on. I'm not gonna now, lie. Now af- afterwards, when you let it settle yeah. down, you know, and that's why they haven't said anything. He's kind of like day to day because his yeah. knee is probably the same size as his thigh. And I don't know if he's gonna be mm-hmm. able to be moving around like that, you know, against the Minnesota front. And and Green Bay struggled a little bit on offense, you know, at the gate. You know, they were having problems with 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 Chicago's defense. So that's why I'm taking. Who you, so, so you said the Bears are five. Who do you think is the Who do you think is the four? Who do you think like rounds out that top five? 
That's what I'm saying. I got to think about Eagles, that. Eagles? I mean, yeah. yeah, if I say the Eagles. Yeah, I'd probably the Eagles at five, Bears at four yeah. right now. Um, yeah, but like you said, they didn't – they were ranked, what, ninth? But it's all situation to listen. If you're on the yeah. field for 40 out of the 60 minutes because your offense can't get first downs, then – You see, that's the thing. They're out there all that time, and yeah. you're still the ninth-ranked best defense in the league. That Yeah, you're pretty good. And this is the one pick I'm not happy about. I'm, I'm picking the – well, the first game we're both picking the Falcons. I'm picking the Packers because I have, like, a rule where I do not pick against quarterbacks like Brady and, like, uh, Aaron Rodgers, especially at home. That is, so that is, that is tough, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm – No, I agree with you on that. That is tough. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking the Packers, and I think Aaron Rodgers was high as shit after that game. I don't know if you watch the interview after. If not, just look it up on YouTube. The way he was answering questions after he just came back all those points, he's like, just like his eyes were like pins and just like, I was like, what? he looked high as shit. I'm not going to lie. I think, I think they, they popped some pain pills in the head. Oh, yeah. No, okay. After. Yeah. If, if he looked like that, because usually he's pretty, you know, he's, you know, got a little, like spunky. You know, he's spunky. Yeah. A little sarcastic, you know, yeah. that kind of deal. So, yeah, if he looked like that, like, yeah, he definitely shot up. No doubt. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, oh, hold on. Yeah, he, he definitely shot up if he looked like that. Because he didn't look like that, like on the norm. I and, didn't see, the, I didn't see the post game interview, but if he uh, did look like that, yeah, he, uh, he, he, popped few, he popped a few pain pills. Hold on. This, I, I just got to show this, this, this really quick. All right, hold on. It's, 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 I'm not going to play the, the full thing, but just, just so you could, people can, if you didn't watch this, I, I, from my perspective, I thought he was high as shit. Yeah. So, uh, hold, actually, hold on a second. I gotta share. The, I gotta share the sound too because this is stupid. Doesn't share. It. Okay, cool. So it's gonna share the sound. Is this? Twenty-four, twenty-three. You knew that? Yeah. After you're trailing twenty nothing when you come back, you've played in some big games, Aaron. How do you put this one into words? It's it's hard to. It is, but it's the Bear Packer rivalry. So. Oh, he's definitely here. Yeah. had to take something really catastrophic injury-wise keep me off the field. His, eye, his pupils are pink. Uh, I went in the locker room, yeah. did all the tests. Mm. And I was in our indoor and facility. I mean, I, don't know, if, I, mean, I know I'm too emotionally. You get any I knew once points. I got back on the field, the adrenaline started going. Yeah, he, he popped it. <laughs> 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 yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. That's he, what I thought. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he um, had, yeah, I don't know where he popped, but yeah, he popped something. And then like, after like, like, and, like, oh, I didn't take any 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 pain medication before. I was like, mmm, yeah, I don't know about uh, that one. You're like, yeah. So, yeah. I, got, I got the doped up Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he actually almost looked like, better when he was injured because he had to like stay in the pocket. It actually like, almost helped him at times. But yeah, it, it, I mean, to tell you the truth, it actually did. Yeah, yeah he he actually you know just you know. He did. It did help him a little bit, you know, against that defense. So you got to be worried. The deep Harrison Smith and Xavier Rhodes and Sheldon Richardson, Everson Griffin, uh, yeah. Lindell Joseph. Uh, who, yeah. who was the other DN? Um, uh, Daniel Hunter. Who, yeah, Bar. Uh, like, yeah, it just kind of didn't stop. The, yeah. So you know, uh, <laughs> Hendricks is too. He's a decent linebacker too. So uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid, but I'm thinking Packers. Next game that we're going to pick. Uh, Sunday, one o'clock. Chiefs at Steelers. This one I do not feel comfortable out either, but yeah, me either. And um, man, um, I know that's tough too. As good as as good as the the, the Chiefs look, you know, I got to go with the Chiefs. Only reason why I'm going with the Chiefs is because at the gate they're always good. Chiefs are always seven and zero, six and one. Like you know, at the gate, uh, I think 
defensively, the Chiefs are still good. You know, they're not as good as they've been, you know, in the past, you know, three, four years, something like that. Uh, but they're still steady and they're still good. Uh, like the armor, Pat Mahomes. Uh, Steelers, even though they were playing Cleveland, Cleveland's offense didn't really give them a gauge. I don't know if the Steelers' defense can – you know, while I like T.J. White and, 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 and like game. the – Huh? Cleveland wanted to lose that game. Yeah, I know. They did everything to lose that game. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know if um, – I don't know if the, if the Steelers can keep up the pace with the Chiefs. I mean, especially yeah. if you get to shoot out, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I think I think I'll pick the Steelers. I think Big Ben is going to bounce back at least a little bit. Uh, even though I do want Tyreek Hill to rip them up uh, for obvious reasons, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know I, I'm just, I, I don't know if the Steelers are going to look that bad two weeks in a row. I think I still think they're a good team, but they're not what they were. Like I don't think they're going to make it to the conference championship or anything like that. But I'm just thinking the Steelers mainly because they're home. When, when I'm split, I always just take the home team. Um, like just next game, which is a fantastic game. There's so many good games this week. Uh, Sunday, four twenty-five. Um, or no, sorry, the next game I'm not picking home team. Patriots at Jaguars. Woo! I know. I'm actually taking the Jaguars this game. Man, all right. I hate going against the the Pats, but in this one, the receivers versus the Jags, like who is going to get open? Right. Even though Odell uh, Beckham did rip up Ramsey a little bit last week. Yeah, he did. Here's the thing. That's. And I want to. I, I wish I could talk about that more in depth because you got to look at the scheme that the Jags play. The Jags play like all cover three, like all day. So everything, oh, you know, yeah, they play. It's either they're playing either straight three or they're playing man. So when you see Ramsey following or even uh, Abuye, you know, following guys and they're playing everything outside in, they're funneling everything outside in. You don't really. He's he's not really locked up on the guy, you know, for the you know for the whole game. So that when I when I hear. When I hear that, and I'm, not, I'm just talking about you. No, no, I got you. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, well, do you know what coverages they're playing? Do you understand, yeah. like, why he's getting open? I mean, like, a lot of times on the slant routes, if you're playing cover three, the slant's wide open all day, especially yeah, against Jacksonville, and, and he's throwing it behind the linebacker. You know, so that's that's the thing. But against the Pats, uh, that would be kind of my only thing. The only thing that hurts the Pats is, is most of their routes are – because they play a lot of teams that try to man up on them. Uh, they run a lot of crossing routes, like Atlanta did in the Super Bowl. Atlanta just didn't make the adjustment. They go from funneling everything, you know, playing everything, you know, because they were playing like three lurk or one robber. And I think the, the Jaguars will do something similar to that because it, they play a similar scheme. So you'll see a, a little bit of lurk, help out with the crossing routes. Other thing is, is will they make the adjustment when they have the, they start running out routes and, or deep corners and stuff like that to make that adjustment? What you call lurk, is that what I call buzz? Same type of deal. Nah, lurk is like uh, lurk is like when you're running like three D concepts. You you mean you kind of call it lurk. I mean it's similar to buzz, yeah. Because um, you know in one you call it robber or or you can call it yeah, plug. Like, you know, it just depends on on what you're doing. You know, with the linebackers. You know, kind of okay. to different. You know, differentiate that. Gotcha. But yeah, uh-huh. it's it's kind of the same. Yeah, buzz lurk. It's you know it's similar. Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Pats. Do not feel confident about it. So I guess the Jaguars kind of play similar to the Jets. Like a lot of cover one, cover three. That's what the Jets play. Cover one, cover three. Some some Tampa, some, you know. But, uh, yeah, I got you there. So, yeah, we're picking different on three games in a row there. Next game, I think you're going to pick the same as me here. Sunday night, primetime game, Giants at Cowboys. Yeah, I'm taking the Giants. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, the Giants lost to the Jaguars. <clears throat> They didn't look terrible, minus Eric Flowers, who's garbage. But 
Um, they didn't look bad against Exeville. Yeah, they didn't look too bad. And Saquon Barkley is a beast, man. He's he's good. He's... Yeah, yeah, they didn't look too bad. And that's and for the Cowboys, that's really the only person. Odell and Saquon together. Yeah, and, and especially in, in the Dallas, they don't offensively. They don't. They, they just don't have the firepower to get into a shootout with them. No, no. The only person you have to stop is Zeke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. That's the only but, person uh, that you really have to stop. Monday night, uh, Seahawks at Bears. I'm taking the Seahawks. I like the Bears. Right. I like I like what they're doing. I like how they look. But uh, I don't – especially – and I know it's in Chicago. Um, you know, and, and at – you know, of course, adding Mac, you know, makes all the difference. But um, – uh, Seahawks is still, you know, Seattle's still good enough to, uh, you know, to be Chicago right now. Chicago hasn't quite got, you know, hasn't quite gotten over the hump yet. Yeah, they're getting there though. They're close, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I'm gonna still take Seattle. I, you know, so you know, I like Russell Wilson a lot too. So yeah, well, yeah, I think he's top five. Uh, I don't like honestly from what I've seen so far. I'm not a big Trubisky guy. I don't, I don't really see it too much to be honest. Um, so I'm, I'm picking the Bears, but just because I kind of like. I think it's kind of like almost like a similar game where it's like Broncos, Seahawks, Bears, Seahawks. Like the offense right. is okay, defense is strong. I think right. the Bears have a better uh, defense than the the Broncos. You want let's do a bonus game. Screw it. I think this is another good game because it's divisional. And every time I see them play, usually we're we're gonna pick five games a week. But this week I got excited. The Jets won. I just pick a crap load of games. There's so many good games this week. I didn't want to leave any out. Um, this is another. I think this is a Sunday at one or four or four twenty-five. But it's always a close game. Um, the Raiders at Broncos. Oh, Broncos. Raiders 0-2. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Amari Cooper, man, last time – literally it's going to be the last time I ever drafted that, dude. Just, just some games he gets you, you know, six receptions for 78 yards and a yeah. touchdown. There's other games where he's just not targeted. He drops the ball a lot. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. But, see, part of that is you got to throw him the ball, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. everything comes with consistency. I mean, and I'm sure he's catching them in practice, but if he's not – he's supposed to be one of those guys like Julio. He needs to be either the yeah. main focus or the one B option of your offense. And right now, I just don't see that. You know, you wouldn't see that in Oakland last – you know, even last year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I mean, Broncos still strong on defense. Let, let Case Keenum drive the bus. Don't get any accidents. You know, they'll win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They call people uh, the trucks of the trailers. He's a, he's a trailer. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So recapping, we both took the Jets. We both took the Falcons. You took the Vikings. I took the Packers. You took the Chiefs. I took the Steelers. I took the Pats. You took the Jags. We both took the Giants. Um, we both took the Broncos. And then you took the Seahawks. I took the Bears. So yep. there can be a substantial gap between us this week if one of us is right on these and your one of us wrong so yeah that yeah no oh no doubt yeah there's <laughs> some good games on this weekend these are tough yeah are I, tough. I i like this is it's the only downside about going to jets games is i like when like they play away i can wake up hang out and then watch the jets game and then watch the next two games but usually right. not home by like 6 30 7 o'clock so like you can't really catch the four o'clock games but yeah it's it's, it's gonna be a fun week um anything to uh close out no, man, I'm just I'm, – I'm really – now looking at all these games, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this weekend, <laughs> to tell you the truth. So. Is your schedule clear? Uh, yeah, actually, cool. the schedule is clear. I'm, I'm not going to be doing a whole lot to, uh, on Sunday. So, um, Good stuff. A, well, actually, I got a – I'm going to a birthday party. I'm going to 
Alicia's uh, birthday party, but that's like early, but I still be able to watch uh, the game. So yeah, it's like, like I'm not worried about that. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend do not fight a lot, but if the Jets are playing and there's a family party, I don't go. I'm not even kidding. I won't go to a family party. I'm out. Unless it's like something really important, like a wedding or a funeral. Nah. All right. Fuck if this is like a if this is like a dorm, like yeah. No. I'm not yeah, so because I cause listen, I have a lot of people who are assholes in my family or her family be like, Oh, did you hear the Jets won? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, shut right. up. <laughs> you know, I'll get a text. I'll get a call. Somebody's going to text me. Somebody will. But all right, to so wrap it up, uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, good show. Went over a lot. This is the literally the only Jet show uh, that I know that's going to go over film and break down every single aspect of the game um, in general and then doing that with an 11-year NFL vet, you know, head coach in the, in the arena league. Uh, great dude. It just it doesn't get any better than this. Uh, we have some fun. Leave us a review. We take a lot of time out to do this show. Mark takes a lot of time out. I take hours and hours to do film and put it up on the show. So if you could just leave us a review on the iTunes app, uh, five stars, tell us why you like us, and then go on YouTube, subscribe as well. We, we appreciate it more than you know. It helps us get out to more people, which helps us in turn um, improve the show, get more li- listens, like I said, get uh, some mics and some backdrops that aren't, you know, yoga mats behind me, um, <laughs> things like that. So, uh, we, we greatly appreciate it. The rocking chair is staying. The rocking chair stays. It's this staying, is the, no, matter, no matter what. So uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. We will uh, be back next uh, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever we can get the show done. We appreciate everybody for listening.